Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes. And villains from a thousand worlds a billion years in the making Starburst Radio the greatest radio show in the universe every Sunday 9pm until midnight exclusive to Manchester Radio Online all the latest movie, TV, and entertainment news and reviews, all completely free. Check us out on StarburstMagazine.com. Down the hills 
to Starburst Radio at Manchester Radio Online. You okay? Yeah, you. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I was just waiting for the little introduction you usually do. No, do you, no. Do you know, do you know... Didn't tell me I was meant to speak. Oh, of course <laughs> you're meant to speak. Of course you are. Of course you are. Well, that track then? Yeah. That was from Drive, right? It was, yeah. How good is that? That's perked me right up after this sleepy afternoon that we've had. Do you know what was wrong then? No. My microphone wasn't on properly. Oh, right. Oh, 
So I'm back normal now. It's all good. Okay. So that was just me speaking to nobody. No, they no, no. It was echoing. It was talking, unfortunately, talking to the uh, the seat next to you. Right. Well, that's okay, isn't oh, it? Okay. But I'm back now. Yeah. So it's good. It's all good. Yeah, I wondered what was going on then. See, that, that's what I'm like when things don't go right. I just get all phased and go, hmm, hmm. So there you go. There, that's why there was no introduction then. Okay. So the usual technological mastery of the situation <laughs> all used that to I've it. got. It's fine. I'm sure they are. So who are we? We are Starburst Radio. Yep. And it's nice to speak to you. Yep. And I'm Mike Royce, the editor of Starburst Magazine. And this is Chris Hayes, the news editor. Hello. Bringing you everything that's important in the world of. Well, fantasy, genre, cinema, and and beyond. Do you like that? That covers the whole lot. Games. Anything that's a bit interesting in the the mediums, across the mediums, yeah? I'm not talking like clairvoyancy and all that. So it's all good. It's been quite a busy week, and we've got an amazing competition coming up, and a guest. Oh, who's that? Right, the guest is Steve, the, well, not the director. That's what people do, right? Isn't it? I know, that's yeah. right, yeah. And then, then what it is, it's exposition, because you go, yeah. oh, who's that? And then yeah, I yeah, tell yeah. you who it that's is, and I'm then you for. go, oh, well, what about this? And it opens it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. There's not a book on this, though, is there? So we've well, just had to sort of pick it we up. We ain't read it. <laughs> we certainly haven't at all. There's no uh, downloadable PDF for that, is there? So there you go. So who is it? Grim Up North. Grim Up Three. North is the the amazing, amazing horror film festival. You've all heard of Fright Fest. Well, we don't have Fright Fest up yeah, here, Fright but we Fest have got... Yeah, suck it. Yeah, yeah we like Grim, Up, Grim North Up North yeah. because it's here. We didn't really mean that Fright Fest organisers. We do want to go next year. Yeah, come up here, Fright Fest, if you want. No, no they're they, they, we got, we got, sticking look, down there. No, nah, they'll stick we down there. We had some writers down at Fright Fest. Yeah, it's all right. Just it's don't good. want to be burning any bridges like the, no, you know, no, the scroll film bridges. thing. The scroll film thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's rubbish, isn't it, though? <laughs> so, Grim Up North 3. Um, yeah, Grim Up North, it's, it's next weekend. Uh, the opening event is on Thursday, and if you want to find out more about it, go on our magazine, which is starburstmagazine.com, and on the front page there, you have got uh, information on it. Um, have a look around. You will you'll find everything you need to know about all the films that are going on, oh, and um, well. and go on go on their website as well, which yep. is um, is it Grim Grimfest.co.uk. That's the one. Go on there and have a look. It's got, there's an amazing lineup of films on there uh, that's coming on. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the the basically the sequel to The Wicker Man. I'm looking forward to that because we might even be getting to meet the guy, um, Robin, Robin Hardy. Hardy. He, he's going to be there. Um, you've got. I hope it's better than our review that we published on the site. We can't mention that because if we do bump Why? into him, because it it got one hour ten, and then well, if we meet the, him, this is just what happens. If we though, meet isn't him, it? if we meet him, well, we can do a. So uh, I'm from Starburst Magazine, and he just chins you. Launches a fist. I'm hoping it's a while ago now that film so I'm hoping he's a little bit older and maybe he can't yeah. take you like Chris, I said he I don't, take he's you. probably not got the internet so it's fine I think he's got access to the internet I, I've just got a funny feeling about that but do you know um, funny funny thing is tonight as well but I'll get onto the ins and outs of that later really I said, but I will mention that Lars von Trier yeah. yeah you'd think he wouldn't be bothering with our magazine or doing anything and he wouldn't have the internet at hand and he's busy but there's a link to uh, our site from his Facebook which is to our review that we did of uh, what is it The Kingdom The Kingdom yeah, yeah on that DVD. TV series yeah. that you did um, oh man I'd forgotten all about this I know, and saying, so what's our so bone of contention tonight right oh 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, our bone of contention tonight, uh, we're going to be reviewing his new film, a science fiction epic, Melancholia, which is on release this week, and we've been to see it. In fact, you know what? we just come back from seeing it, because we literally saw it at five o'clock this afternoon. That's why I was feeling so sleepy at the beginning there. Needed that drive track to... I'm, I'm serious, ser- seriously... Uh, and a bit the, of Red Bull. Yeah, a bit of, I was just about to say, yeah. pre- prior advice, I'm just going to give you, I'm not saying whether we like the film or not, but but two ca- it's a two cans of Red Bull movie. Yeah, definitely. It, it, it is. A, you should have one at the beginning. Put them in your And then one, one around about halfway through the film. Um, certainly don't wait till the bit comes up where it says it's part two of the film. Um, yeah, you're way past, way past <laughs> saving at that stage. But we'll get into it. We might like it. I'm not giving too much away. Yeah. Um, uh, anything about this dreary, overlong nightmare of a film, we might like it. We will. Well, you just we described will. it as a nightmare of a film. A oh, dreary, in a good dreary, 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 nightmare, dreary nightmare, nightmare of a yeah. film. Yeah. 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 Um, but we'll, we'll get into like the it. review. We'll get the review done later. Yeah. And then our bone of contention is. Is Lars von Trier a twat? That's a good bone of contention, that. And we're going to do that later on to we'll end the show in. off with. But email in if you've seen any of Lars von Trier's films. Go on, give him a bibliography. Is that the word? I always get that wrong it's when filmography. I say it. I used to go... Blah, 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 no, blah, it's filmography. It's a bibliography if you've if written... It's what you've done, yeah. The Idiots, which was That's his first movie. You. Oh, sorry no, for no, you no. calling me names. Dancer in the Dark. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Antichrist. Oh uh, yeah, well you that know, yeah that got movie. me in a load of trouble. We can film. talk talk about that later. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's great. That's all. That's uh... oh shut up. I don't know. Who, but what was that? That was you. Yeah, I know. But what what was a what's that in reference to? I don't know. It's just you can't help yourself, can you? So, anyway, getting back to Grimfest. Yeah, I want to try and get back on track now. We're talking about Grimfest. We've got. The director, the the big the big head honcho, big cheese, the big guy, the 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 like the Bond villain at the head of the evil organisation, is right. going to be ringing, cool. and he's going to ring us around about ten o'clock mark. So we got about a little bit more to do. We're going to have another break for some music, and then after the second break, idea. I'll be giving him uh, I'll be giving him the nod, and he's going to ring in, and it's going to be a nice chat because this is Manchester, and we're up north, and what better than to have Grim up north? Yeah. Uh, Starburst magazine is based in Manchester. So Third year, it's this a, a natural. Well, you know. Yeah, I'm dead chuffed. It's doing well. But but like say Robin Hardy, he's um, hey, we're going to get to see him. There's all these Brilliant. things you've Can't got. Uh, it, they, there's a lot of good horror films the wo- on the there. The woman, aren't they? the woman. I can't wait. Yeah, uh, because I've heard a lot of good things about it. And yeah. and um, Deadheads as well. I'm I'm quite looking forward to. But do you know what my I know what you're excited about and Go you've on. forgotten, you haven't even mentioned it. Halloween three see, season of the witch. We get to see it. Yep. After all them years we get to see it on the on the big screen. That is a, that's a treat and a half that isn't it's it. It's a great film. Yeah, I know. It's an absolutely it's, great film. Nobody knows that though, do they? Mm-hmm. I I'd never Why hear Why do you any... want to know that? Pardon? Who do you want to know that though? The world. Everyone it deser- deserves more recognition. Even the Archbishop of Canterbury. People do can't get over the yep. Do you? Yep. They can't get over the fact that Michael Myers isn't in it. But... Yeah, but the fact the fact is, this was going back to the time where, uh, yeah, we weren't churning out seven or eight films in a series at the time. Well, you know what happened, It was the very early 80s, and and he wanted... He decided that story was over after two films. No, no, wrong. Oh, okay. The original intention of the Halloween series... Should the first one have done well? Oh yeah, yeah. Was I know to what you're do saying, a yeah. different yeah. Halloween 
movie each yeah. year. Different story. Yeah, but my point was... Well, the he, studio he never, made him he do never the saw Michael it Myers. A, yeah, he never saw it as a Michael Myers yeah. thing. He, exactly. He did see he it. He was bullied just, into doing part yeah. two. Yeah, but the um, problem is when, when you do the same fi- the same film... Him on the garden. Then garden you, you, you're buggered then, aren't you, when you've done part one and part two because the Oh, well, it's sloppy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. If, he'd have, if he'd have done Season of the Witch as Halloween 2, yeah. then who knows? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it, that, that Season of the Witch is that film that's just been out with Nicolas Nick Cage. Nicolas Cage and yeah. uh, Ron Perlman. Yeah. Nicolas Cage, the vampire. You see, there's a piece of news for you. Nicholas Cage is apparently. I think we a talked about it. No, nah, we week. didn't deal with it. Are you sure? We didn't wow, deal that with was it. A ma- that was a major one. It that. was a major one. Um, go on, let's hear the, hear the story of this. Nicholas Cage is a vampire. Last week it came out. He got outed, didn't he? He did. He yeah, did. There's a fella on eBay. Uh, he'd found an old uh, an old photograph from uh, God. When was it? 1870 something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Nicholas Cage there uh, posing in his little army suit. Yep. Yep. Put it up on eBay. Tried to out him as a vampire. Well, he was asking for a million quid. He was, but on then eBay? a million pounds. See, this is dollars? why I think oh, we talked dollars. about that it before. Makes it okay, doesn't it? Now it's all coming back to me. I think we did mention this. Yeah. Because he put it on the internet, hadn't he? Yeah. As well, which yeah. was a bit of a mistake because now no one needs to own the photo or, or pay a million pound for it. Million yeah. dollar. Yeah. Yeah. It's all out there. You can go and see it on the site if you want. I know. It's yeah. on there. I'll be yeah. honest with you. Do you know what? does look like him. It, it bloody well does. It does look like him. Yeah. I was taken aback. And it isn't fake. It's a genuine photo from there. So they managed to find someone who's very much like him. I remember Shocking when stuff. that hit. And uh, you said, Hey, Hub, has he ever done a film in daylight? Oh, come on. <laughs> anyone's going to ask that, aren't they? I just asked that as, as a question as it, uh, to debunk yeah, it. Several. Not because it was... L- several. Look, it's one of them. I looked at the picture and I pretty did, much all I of did them. think, wow, yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, he's clearly has done yeah. pictures in daylight, but it would be you, cool. Yeah, it would have sent a chill it up would. your spine if I, if then you'd have gone, oh, wait a minute, no, he hasn't, yeah. has he? Oh, you'd have freaked out. Well, we were in the casino the other night, weren't we? Mm. And I was looking around. And we gamble, like, you see. It was like we two, gamble. two in the morning. He's no, we problem. were out with Mounty. He's got a problem. No, we, we were, were out with Paul Mount. All our, day. Our head writer, our, our main, our our big guy on yeah. campus. Came for a visit. Yeah. Awesome day. Great to see well, him. Great you snubbed him last time he was down, didn't you? So that was Well, nice. I, was in, I was in Corfu at my sister's wedding. Yeah, that's keep, right. Keep yeah, you keep this. coming up with this excuses if the old yeah. lad makes it all all right. Well, well it I, doesn't I told you I was it. going on this wedding. There's and no death in that day. There's no terminal illness. You There's no catastrophe. The it's fine. It's fine. It anyway, was, yeah, it was great to it, meet him for the first we time. We had to open Brilliant. We had to launch the mag then. You know that. But I'm looking around this casino, right? It's two in the morning and it's full of old people. Yeah. It's like... I mean, old, old, like in the 90s. Old Chinese When people. was last... Pe- well, yeah, I wasn't going to mention that. Well, it's a different so, culture, you see. The is chi- it? Chinese culture amongst old people and gambling and and the interrelationship between children and the elderly is very, very different. And I've, I've seen it over years and years and years. I've known a lot of Chinese people. And the the fact is that... Old Some people, of my best friends are Chinese. Old people are, tra- are treated really good i mean much better than we well we're having a blast does. playing that domino and, game um, they have a lot of fun and they go out and socialize whereas someone that age of uh, uh, a brit would just be sat sat at home i mean they're brits as well but they're, they're part of age. the chinese culture as well yeah. and um and you get that plus they'll think nothing about if they are going out for a night out and they're a family and they've got children they yeah, the child comes with them. It's right. simple as that. They'll go out for a meal. I, I've been sat in the Taiwu Chinese restaurant in Manchester, 
and they'll be toddlers sat there at one in the morning eating the eating food with a pet with the parents and they'll all go home together and 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 i know that might seem very odd to some people but it's at, at least you've got to give them credit where credit's due it's quite inclusive i had a different theory yeah vampire oh the place was riddled with them is that what you were thinking yeah see i was just thinking about the cultural differences no you see, but you got sticking nailed, with mine you nailed that vampire yeah. there you go mm-hmm well, I, didn't, I didn't go around and check. I didn't go around with a mirror and see if well, there, there was are a no mirrors in a casino. So oh, no. perfect hiding place. Oh, I see. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and, and they might they might win some money as well. Yeah, but if they have to hide out, hide out in a casino, they might lose some money. It might be quite expensive to be a vampire. You've got all the, the they're immortal. Mm. Plenty of time to win it back. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. So that that it's good, interesting. But we had a good night, didn't we? Yeah, good day, we good, good night. Went to, yeah. went to went plenty to of drinks. Hula. Tiki bar. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that place. Why? What's up with you? Oh, you can't afford a drink there. It's, what do you mean? There was a drink there that would cost 60 quid. Who uh, wants that? Uh, uh, what a waste. What do you mean? If you wanted a little cocktail, it's, it's like a tenner. It's not for one person, is it? It's a big Oh, the 60 barrel. quid thing. The 60 quid thing, right. Hula. I'd get through it. And I, do, I can't believe I'm doing an advert for a tiki bar. That's You're not, ad- no adverts. Oh, I think we're going to advertise loads of bars tonight. <laughs> I do. I think we'll help the, the northern quarter out. Yeah. So um, what we'll do is we'll start by going on about hula. Hula's all right. It's a tiki bar. If you're into Polynesian stuff, well, Polynesian hula, uh, hula is a tiki bar, and it's a very 1950s American It does. Concept. It looks great. I mean... But, but you, I was you, just saying, I, I can't is, really oh, yeah, afford it's expensive, to drink that it's expensive. Yeah, oh, the, the old fashions, the be out, nine quid and all that. But but what you get, you do, could. but you've got to understand that you buy one of these cocktails, they're massive, yeah? So the, the, you could have that and be sat there for an hour and a half instead of buying five bobka. Red Bulls and early said then vodka Red Bulls yeah and uh, and it's good. But the one you're talking about is called the powder keg, and it's yeah. basically a massive barrel, and it's full of this weird cocktail with rum and all this stuff, and it's it's huge. But it's supposed to be for seven of you, so it's like eight quid a head, and it's massive. And, what and do you there's do? Seven Pass it straws around. in. No, you have seven straws in it. Ooh. What do you mean, ooh? I don't know. It doesn't sound very hygienic. Does You're it? not shagging anyone, Chris. It's a drink, yeah. You yeah. just drink with straws in it. Yeah. What about cooties? You, where, how does that transfer from a straw? Um, You've got your own straw, your little straw falling. poking out. No, d- duh, what is wrong with you? Don't know. 60 quid, no, it's, it's good. We've only done it once. Uh, it was for Gra- Graham from Fabby's birthday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was his birthday, so we got one of them. Absolutely slaughtered. Everybody Just off the one? Off that barrel. That's what I mean. You think six, that's 60 quid for five so or six quite... of us to be completely hammered, yeah? Oh, um, and that, it's, it's that sense. bad. It's that bad that Dave, yeah, my friend, my, 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 um, uh, shall we say, angst ridden playwright mate, Dave, yes, yes. Yeah, Dave. Um, wandered out, disappeared, and we found him on a bench. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it killed Dave as well. Kit finished him. He can handle his drink. So 60 quid, yeah, it's well, a probably bad bargain. He can't really. handle his drink. <laughs> no, he can't handle anything. Can't handle life, never uh, mind alcohol. Oh, well. Right. Mm. What should we do now? That's that. That's what the do you show. Mean, what should we do now? It's a bit, a bit late to not have a plan, isn't it? No, we're on we air now. Really. Aren't we? we have a vague one. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit Is it vague. time for a bit vague? A bit, bit of music? Oh, yeah, it's always. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, 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 that was really good. Do it again, please. Fair enough. All right, we'll go for a break now, and we will be back right after this. 
here by the president of the republic of earth hopefully to save you particularly when that woman is jane fonda as barbarella her name is barbarella and you can see her do her thing in a motion picture that makes science fiction something else good many dramatic situations begin with screaming she's the most beautiful creature of the future She's Barbarella. A Barbarella Sacadella never... Paramount Pictures presents a Dino De Laurentiis production with Jane Fonda as Barbarella, directed by Roger Vadim. Barbarella, Barbarella. in Panavision and Technicolor from Paramount Pictures, a Gulf and Western company. Suggested for mature audiences. Passion, variety, freedom. ManchesterRadioOnline.com Manchester Radio Online is brought to you by Amicus Computers.
And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Manchester Radio Online. Uh, so, have you got some passion and variety? Uh, no, not really. Okay, I just wondered. We no. we kind of were promising passion, uh, variety and freedom. I don't know what that means. Never did. Never passion, will. Passion, yeah, obviously. But passion oh, I know spades. what the individual words mean. Variety. I just don't understand the concept of, of a radio station. Freedom. But I, I like it. We don't have freedom, do we? No, well, no, well, no, when you're stuck here for three hours doing a live radio show, no, no. there's no freedom. Got it's an email, though. Oh, this email is awesome, isn't it? From Polos23. Yeah. Uh, regarding the Nick Cage as a vampire story, the million-dollar photo on eBay was open to best offers. Oh, Worth... well, that, that's all right then, isn't it? Yeah. That's all right then. Worth considering, though, that vampires don't show up on film, so not the undead. Oh, that's the... Sh- but uh, all well these on, films, on, all these vampire films. All different mythologies, all different yeah, rules. I was just about to say, they make it know. every single time I see a vampire Cage film now. could be something else, isn't they? A different they added to it. version of a vampire, though. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, or a real one. Maybe. Uh, like, does Blade, he's a daywalker, does he turn up on film? He does, yeah. because in Blade 3 they've got some TV TV footage, yeah. yeah I yeah. think, isn't that kind of a new thing? Uh, I know the mirror thing of ye uh, oldie times, but I, don't know, I know they use the, uh, I, I the video thing in the in Fright Night, the recent one. Everything gets messed about with. Though. Well, Fright Night Two, yeah, she was a um, uh, the main vampire queen. She was on TV, wasn't she? Yeah, oh, she did a TV show. Ah, ah see, I see. So don't discount the cage we thing. Yeah, but look at this though, I know. and uh, and they found a picture of John Travolta. And it does look like him. This is crazy. So, isn't it? so right though. All right. So let's just say that these are just coincidences, yeah, which they are. I'm assuming. Wow. Yeah. And um, it says uh, he's saying it looks like the entire cast of Face Off were were were, uh, <laughs> yeah. were vamps. But yeah. the the fact the fact is, they'll rip your face are, off if they are just coincidences. These, yeah. Uh, how, how are people finding these? I Don't mean, you know. can't. What are you doing? Just trawling through old photos, looking for people that look like celebrities. It's odd, now. Isn't it? It's odd. Odd hobby. Or did they just come? Ac- or did you just notice them and then? We've got to put some kind of special together on the site, one, haven't we? It? Because there was uh, uh, another tweet when we posted the Nicholas Vampire, Nicholas yeah. Cage Vampire one. Tripped off the tongue, that Nicholas it Vampire. It did, didn't it? Somebody tweeted us, yeah, and uh, they had a re- French Renaissance picture. Featuring Keanu Reeves. No, yes, I'll have that. to dig that out. That. I think it was one of our writers. So, so what are we dealing with? Are we going to do an art gallery just of of of, of vamp, vamp actors? That'd be wicked. It'd be brilliant. Well, we got three already. We've got Keanu Reeves, um, Nicolas Cage, and John Travolta. We so want far, more. we want more. Yeah, let's get them let's in there. Out these monsters. Yeah. yeah, we'll do them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But no, oh, that's good. That's good that we're getting we're getting the feedback. Yeah, that's a good thing. Oh, on tonight's show as well, the music what we're playing. There's quite a few tracks off the soundtrack of the movie Drive. Awesome. And if you've not seen Drive, it, so. it, it well, it got a ringing endorsement. Nine out of ten by both of us last week. We yeah. were we had bit we had a bit of a uh, bro bromance with it, didn't we? Really, we were kind of wow. This is our film. We love this film. Last week. No, you know, Probably usually be I'd be more energy, uh, more enthusiastic, or he would over it. But it was that rare occasion where we both we, we couldn't praise it enough. So it, it is still on now. There's no excuse. Go and see Drive. Yeah, definitely. Go and see Drive. Yep. You need it. It's important, isn't it? 
It's an important film, definitely. I think so. Yeah, and yeah. also, what what's really good about it is it's it's quite low low budget, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So it's good. Yeah. So there we go. So well, what else have we got to talk about? Well, we got Come loads on. of news. Do you There's want some tons news? Of news isn't there? Yeah. Tons of news. Let's did, just should we dive right can in? Can I just before... get get onto one one oh, thing pick, from last week? One. Yeah. From last week. Not not we didn't get oh, around to on. discuss it last week's show. We never right. did. Um, what about what about these Avatar theme parks? What about them? Is that really yeah, happening? James, yeah, James Cameron. Is and and then we'll Disney. link into his latest ego trip right after that. You can explain his latest ego trip. I just want to know. He's doing Avatar theme parks, mm. and people are going to go and see well, that. Are look, they? People, are gonna, just, people are going to do that, are they? It's going to be a, um, a co-venture with Disney. Okay. And some areas of Disney are going to be converted into Pandora. Yeah. And you'll be able to go out there and wander around the Pandorian forests and... I don't know, do all these... I don't, I don't even know what's going to be there, to be honest. Jellyfish swimming through Lame. the air. What? Lame. Is Right, Mike. What? Did you just spend two minutes trying to look for that button then? Not at just all. Just for Not at all. Sound I bite. was looking for so, something more offensive and I couldn't find it if you want the absolute truth. But right. that'll do. We need a bigger desk. <laughs> Golly, you said that. Just like, just like Roy Scheider. Yeah. Didn't you? Right. So, so, so people are gonna what? So you got a Pandoran forest and things like that, and what you can ride them airborne yes. creatures, but they're not really; they're just animatronic. Oh, that who sort of knows? Thing. You know, they've yeah. got Sam Worthington uh, there giving acting Sam, lessons. Sam Worthington. Sam, Sam Worthington. I I forgot something about Sam Worthington. Go yeah. on, you know, no bones about it. There's a list of actors and actresses that I have problems with for various reasons. Yeah, a. They range from being a complete jinx and ruining the chance of a show uh, getting anywhere to just terrible acting or just being an Which offensive person false, that I want to smash in the face every time they're on screen, that type of thing. Uh, Worthington is prob- probably the worst actor in the world. Uh, completely the worst actor well, in the world. He's one of the dullest. He, he drives no, me there's mental. There's no charisma there I can't at all. Go and, I can't difference. go and see a film with him in it. I, can't. The, I wouldn't say worst actor. Right, if you've told you told me... you will be seeing right, many, well, you know many what, movies. Do you know what I, what I forget, forgot about? You'll be seeing Wrath of the Titans. I'm not going to see Wrath of the... <sighs> see, you, you say this because you know that we will end up having to go. That's because what I mean. if we don't, we can't review well, it just, on the show. Just saying, you, you, yeah. you can't you know what say I that should, I'll, I'll we not see have. another Sam Worthington you know movie. No, do you know what we should have? Clones? No. Better than that, we should have a, uh, some clown, yeah, like... Um, you know how they have um, film, the film 2011 or whatever, yeah? And you've got Claudia, whatever her bloody name is. What's her name? Claudia Winkleman. Yeah, D- Dumbo, yeah. Well, when Dumbo, dumbass, yeah. Well, <laughs> she's um, not dumb. She's a good she's presenter. Dumbo. She's horrifically she's Dumbo. unqualified to do that show. And she's a Dumbo with massive feet. Oh, well, yeah. And you know the only reason where, I know that? How do, why do you... Yeah, go on. Right, because oh my God. for children in need, right, she, uh, they, there was just a magazine that was open, and and there was they, it was a oh she's donating something to children in need, and you just have a look, don't you? And and it made, really made me laugh. Think think about this, right? How it's worded, yeah. It just goes, oh, Claudia, she's donated a pair of these these shoes, yeah, right, to to it. So and then and then underneath there was a little. You know when someone's saying something, but they're trying not to be rude, and it's just underneath in brackets. It's going, um, of course, uh, you need to be aware that these are a size seven, and it just left it at that. And I thought, oh, that's funny. What's wrong with seven? Nothing. I'm just saying that that is that, that big that, for a lady? Uh, uh, yeah, 
Is it? Well, they thought so, well, that they had to put a big exclamation mark well, after I think it. They, needed they put an exclamation mark after it. Anyway, look, it's just another little another little shoe Seven's that I can beat her with. No, it's it is for a guy. It's not for a bird, is it? Anyway, look. So anyway, she's 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 an absolute monster. She's rubbish and she's thick and she's got big feet. And she hosts that program that Jonathan Ross used to host. And um, Barry Norman, who's now making pickled onions, yeah, no. um, he used to he used to host it. And basically, what what uh, what happens is with her, she starts she starts producing the show and then that that guy comes on and he's the the what what is it movie enthusiast or some movie specialist well Don't she know, doesn't actually end up having to go through the pain barrier on a lot of this she has this this moron that turns up yeah he's not actually a moron that's is he unfair. from heat or something i don't know is it boyd but, hilton but i don't know his name he's just whatever. why doesn't he present no that's I, what I, i'm heard, getting at yeah i know right, i've heard right, all right, about right. this and it's an yeah, absolute yeah. travesty yeah, yeah. no you're presenting a movie review show and you have you, you actually have to have a movie expert yeah, that comes that actually has seen the films and knows the directors and the people involved because she's know. got no knowledge whatsoever whereas Jonathan Ross sat there and he geeked out on all these movies so and comic books it defeats books the purpose of all that. the show it's ridiculous yeah. it's a joke so my point is why why can't we have one can't we have one so that we We've can watch one. all the stuff we want who Oh, a movie enthusiast. No, d- d- I thought you we meant can a show. send. Listen, got one. oh, I know we got a show. Look, what I'm saying is, can't we have some someone like him? And then when it's something like that with Sam Worthington in, we just send him, and then me and you just have a bit do, do watch something else that we really want to watch, and then he can just sit there and do the review, and then we can say, "Oh, cheers, mate, go." So he could we'll have see gone and later. seen Melancholia for us. Oh, if only. If we only. should have seen Shark Night 3D. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we're not giving away. Where not we giving it away. No, um, that review should come in later. later, and uh, and also is Lars von Trier a twat? And that is the uh, very uneloquent way, but we couldn't think of any other way of putting the uh, the bone of contention for later. So join in, email yeah. studio at manchesterradioonline.com. Indeed, please join, join in. on anything. Please join in. Yeah. So whatever. Anyway, but we're at the moment Vampires. going through a bit of a bit of moving fees. And, and, and all that sort of stuff. And, yep. and then we're waiting to. Pickled onions. Uh, pickled onions. And we're going to be speaking to Steve from Grimfest in, uh, at the next break. I reckon in about five, ten minutes, something like that. That's cool. So there yeah. we go. Oh dear. You want to have a little chat about Doctor Who yesterday? Oh, you were well. quite upset about that. I'm not upset about on. it. I'm upset with everybody else. Um, and their reaction to it rather than, than how it is. The Wedding of River Song. The Wedding of River it's Song. The f- okay. Season finale. Season finale. Right. Not going to see any more okay. till Christmas, is that right? Fine by me. And then when? Fine by me, whenever. I don't care anymore. You don't see, um, this is why I bring I've it up. I've been it's... watching a Doctor, Doctor Who since I was four. I've watched it, I've never missed it. I'd go out of my way to watch it all the time. I love the programme and all the rest of it, yeah. Um, I, even when people were moaning about the new Doctor Who when it came back, lots of Doctor Who fans were all, oh, it's not like the old classic Doctor and all that, and it's all a bit too slick for them, and they're all moaning about it, one thing and another. But even then, I'm going, you know what? They brought it back in a genius way. They brought it back in a way that uh, you could not have seen any episodes of Doctor Who, but you could just watch this version. This could be your version that you love. And every now and again, they'd mention the Macra Terror as a creature, but not go into it that deep. But we go, oh, that's from Patrick Troughton's era and all that. So Perfect everybody balance. everybody got what yeah. they wanted. And at the moment, we've gone back into one big mythology wank fest. 
Uh, it wow. really is. It's it's that involved in itself. Uh, the the episode that was on last night. Uh, you know, I slagged off. Let's kill Hitler when yep. it had the mid season break and the came back with that and it was a, there's a big story going on oh and it's all about who the doctor is and and um, amy pond his assistant has uh, had a daughter that then grows up really quick turns out that she's the river song character she's that's been grew in and up out really quick oh yeah yeah it, it done it beggars belief huh? what's going on they, she regenerated time and, time yeah. nonsense yeah. oh and she all re- that. regenerated uh, yeah, regenerated, and it, it all this got crammed into Let's Kill Hitler, just so game-changing load of stuff that was done in a slapstick, ealing comedy. Last night's was not as offensive as that at all, but it, um, what's annoying about it is that all these people who had, had a bit of an issue with um, Russell T. Davis, a lot of Doctor Who fans are now very, very, very happy because we're now in an, air, uh, an area where the Moffat, Stephen Moffat's took over and he's, get, t- he's doing it very much like the, the good old or bad old days where, you'd, yeah, you'd have to be um, getting your A-level in Doctor Who to fully appreciate everything that's going on. And he's gone down that route. Is it modern? Yeah. Um, is It's tiresome, though. And what's happened is uh, that you've got these real complicated time uh, things with things going on at different times and looping in. And do you know what? Yeah, it is very clever sometimes. Although last night's wasn't very clever at all, you in my there opinion. there a few things, a few glaring There were holes. massive problems with that last night. But but no, Doctor Who fans at this moment in time are, dead, uh, are going on. And Emperor's new suit of clothes, no one wants to stick their hand in the air and go, oh, this is a bit shit, isn't it, really? I mean, he's a perfectly all right doctor. She's an all right companion, but it's an overly complicated mess. No child under the age of nine, eight, ten, something like that. No, they have a varying IQs at that age that get that. But I don't think there are many kids watching that last night that could just easily dip, watch that and follow it at all. It was a convoluted mess. You had to watch the entire series for the last, uh, the whole season. Uh, it ties back into loads and loads of stuff. And then the big plot device that explained why the Doctor... The, the, the thing is, he got killed at the beginning of this series and then you've waited all this time to find I out. I saw that, yeah. All that. Yes, the and, and it turns it turns out that that was just uh, a robot. What with, was it, the um, astronauts? The, the impossible astronaut. That's it. I'll be honest with you, know I'm just so sick of it all. Yeah. Well, let's throw it out um, there. Are you a 10-year-old? Can you explain Doctor Who to us? And why are you up this late? And also, Bad don't parents. forget to uh, add to the email, do you think... Lars von Troy is oh, a twat. You're not bad parents. Let him stay up late to listen to us. He's just not allowed to do anything else. Right. That's fine. Doctor but, Who Confidential got canned. Now, yeah, is that a what bad a surprise. sign? Yeah, it's a bad sign. Of course it is, because it's in their interest to produce that, because it's it's a massive component of the DVD extras that they put out in the box set. So why on earth would you can that? Because Expensive that's helping extra. you... Uh, yeah, That's a hell of yeah, an expensive yeah, but, special but, but, feature. But, yeah, of course and it is, And if no, Chris, hardly but, anyone's but, watching it oh, when it goes out on BBC don't 3. Don't give get me rid. that, you hypocrite. You absolute... Oh, you have been such a knob. Oh, God. Right. You are the one person I know that goes on about all that crap, yeah? I don't hardly watch any of these extras on the DVDs and Blu-rays because I haven't got time to bloody watch them, but you're always oh, going I love on a, about I love stuff. a good making yeah, of. Yeah, I know you do, yeah. there's not many yeah. of Oh, but but now but then but it's all right to can can that then you if you were a massive monster Doctor Who fan you would have massive issues with them canning that and you know it and I know. Well, if it hasn't got the viewing figures, doesn't matter. It's it's still it's still 
there. They're making the programme anyway. You've yeah. got a man game round with cameras and no one's on watching set. it. Well, don't, does it matter? Does it matter? If it's even getting... Oh, you're saying... You know, that, what, well, does it matter? Is it, uh, you're saying yeah, they're then, putting first it on the DVD and, foremost, and the DVD they're making makes a special feature. Yeah. And then it's being... Yeah. That material's being recycled for a... The Doctor Who Well, no, it's cutting... It's killing what comes two, first? Killing two birds with one stone. What's come first? What uh, comes first? I, I would imagine the... If, if I was at the meeting, I'm yeah. going to put my business head on now, yeah? Um, if I was at the meeting and we were... Uh, filming that and it was something to do with the magazine i would be saying to you right chris well what we'll do we'll produce this show um it'll go out on this channel and we'll put it on the dvd and it would be a synonymous decision right there you go is it one of these boring things where people sit around and dissect the episode see and you've no, got no, like no, ian lee it depends what with it is mic look, going look, around can i just be honest morons with you? in I, an audience listen to go, me what, what do you think's gonna I'm happen i'm a next? doctor fan i don't watch it right so it wasn't like that can't be bothered. Right. Um, it is a making of every week. Right, it's just the a plain old making of. And they go into a bit of the mythology. Say, for example, it's the return of the Daleks after a year off or whatever. They'll then go on and then they'll explain a bit about the Daleks and then they'll go on about that. And then if, say, it's the Sontarans, they'll go, yeah, these are the new Sontarans. We've revamped them for the new program. And then they'll yeah. show you a few clips from the old episodes and go, obviously, we needed to change that and this. And then they'll go massively into all that, yeah. And... Kaboom. Right. That's it. Um, and it's just one of them. But at the end of the day, you do have the benefit of, even if it's got lower viewing figures than they're happy with, it's still for the for the DVD. But I've got to tell you now, mm. it's the thin end of the wedge. And if they don't sort out that show, it's going to get cancelled or moved to another time slot. Yeah. And it will happen. Another time um, slot. <laughs> it'll, get, it'll get moved. Yeah, that's funny in yeah. itself, isn't it? Yeah. But it, oh, it will, it will. So that gets uh, It's not great, is it? And AMC commissions The Talking Dead. Yeah. It's a very similar type show. Yeah. Uh, but more more with the talk show element Very impressed with that. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. What, The Talking Dead? The title, yeah, I like it. Hey, I, I came up with that. I know. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, see, I called see, it. See, you've got, you've yeah. got it there. But, but I, I, mean, won't, you know. I won't be watching that. Okay. What's to talk about? Well, yeah. It's not like Lost, oh, no. where every every well, episode look, throws up, you it, know. It's all 10, about how much how much time mysteries. have you got in your life? How much time have you got in your life, and how much do you want to spend on watching making of a program and this that and the other? You got if you're going to follow five or six TV programs, you're lucky to keep up with that and do a full time oh, job. Yet, now if, if yeah. you've got to watch a one hour making of of each of these as well each week, I'm yeah. sorry, that's stretching it. So I don't bother with this stuff. When I buy a film, don't, I don't get me have wrong, I love The Walking it. Dead, but I yeah. don't like the sound of that at all. But, but, yeah, my point, yeah, I'll wrap up on the Doctor Who thing. I'm just saying it's it's becoming too inaccessible and to, it's too complicated for kids. It was a brilliant children's thing and the big thing that you look forward to at the season finale was a bombastic blockbuster with big space battles and loads of stuff and everything. Even if you haven't followed it, you'd have a... Uh, previously on Doctor Who, it had come on at the beginning, you'd have enough to get up to speed and watch it. That was a... That was a it was like sitting an exam last night. Yeah. Um, and this is this is it. The first year, the balance was all right. First year, Moffat took over with Matt Smith. The balance was okay. It was a bit fairy story. It wasn't quite the same. And they had the budget cut. And that's why these big blockbusters aren't happening at the end now, because they don't have money for all those effects. They do not have that budget now. So he's comp- compensating with clever, intricate, time-weaving plots, yeah? Right. And the, it's not a family program when that's happening that one last night was not 
it, you couldn't sit around with a load of kids. They'd just get bored with that. Yeah. And they'd be asking you every five minutes. I'd end up slapping some kid, you know, and telling him to get out if I was watching that with him because they'd be going, what's that about? What happened then? I don't understand. And they would do. You will because I've, I've got I've children. I know what it's like. And they'd be there going, and then they won't get that. They won't follow it. Well, it's gone now, hasn't it? Yeah. It's not until Christmas. Yeah, but all the who fans are all there. No, no one's saying it. No one's saying, oh, it's a bit whatever. They're all going, oh, genius. Oh, well, well we, we, we should, full disclosure, Rubbish. The, our resident Doctor Who expert, mm. J.R. Southall, he yeah. wrote a uh, glowing review of it. Yeah, very generous. On the side. Very generous of him. So you say you're disagreeing with him. I, I couldn't. He, he, if he's North Pole, I'm South Pole on it. Subjective, though, isn't it? Yeah, of course yeah. it's subjective, yeah. yeah. But I think you'll find the viewing figures are showing that I'm on the right side of the argument. Ooh. And that's, that's a fact. Uh, it's not borne up. If I was wrong, those figures would be steadily climbing. This is a programme that took the top spot from the soaps on the season finales, the last two yeah. that Russell T. Davis did. The uh, One of them was the highest ranking show of the entire week. It wiped up the floor with all the soaps, and now we're on back down to 5 million viewers. Still impressive. Yeah, but, but what does uh, EastEnders garner? Uh, you'll be getting eight, nine. Oh, good yeah. God. Still. Well, they're all... I have to have a think, then, whether it's actually still on. Yeah. Anyway, I think we need to be going for a break because we want to get Steve on to chat about Grimfest. Okay. And it'll be be awesome, and we'll deal with that um, right after this.
Manchester Radio Online is brought to you by a power lead attached to an asteroid from a distant galaxy. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Manchester Radio Online. And I am hoping that we have a Steve with us. Hi, yeah, I'm there. Oh, great. All right, Steve. How's it going, guys? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Yeah, for everybody listening, Steve is one of the directors of the Grimfest, Grim Up North. I'm more the the film programmer. You are Um, indeed. I know. I was one of the founding members of the the festival, so I guess, to that extent. Oh, right. So this is Grimfest's third year in a row, isn't it? So have you been with it since the beginning? So, yeah, three years now. Oh, excellent. Hold on, Mike. I can't hear now on here. My apologies, I'm just... uh, uh, Can you hear now? No. Wait a second. Technical difficulties. Can you hear now? Yep, I'm back. That's good. Are we okay? Yeah, my eardrums nearly nearly blew out then. Wow. Oh, hell, that's my bad. Nope. So keep your voice quiet then. Yeah, no, it's it's one of them situations where we uh, we've been having one or two issues tonight with the uh, with the deck, but it's going but it's going better now. But we're, this, this is not our forte. <laughs> we're, we're we're here because of film knowledge, not not uh, technical expertise. Oh, okay, so but, you know the whole science fiction thing doesn't really pan out in the real world. Not not really, <laughs> no, not at all. So yeah, well, tell us a little bit about um, if anybody that's not familiar with Grimfest that's listening. Our, our listeners, um, a lot of people are based in Manchester, but then. Obviously, this goes out on podcasts, so for people who are listening yeah, on iTunes, um, could be anywhere. Okay, well, um, it was founded, as you say, this is our third year, um, Grim Up North, and we kind of, that was the sound of a door closing, don't worry about that, um, it was founded, we, we started a couple, um, we started three years back, and it started really because, <clears throat> well, um, I don't know how much you know the background, um, uh, the directors of Grim Up North are... Um, Simeon Halligan and Rachel Richardson-Jones, and they are actually a film director and producer, and they had made a film called Splintered, a horror film. Oh, Splintered, and the initial I know that. thought yeah. was... Oh, I've seen that. You've seen that? Yeah. The initial, that initial thought production? was, you see, um, they were looking for a platform to screen it. You know, I mean, you make a feature film in this country, and, and getting distribution and getting, getting it out there into cinemas is... is quite tough and, oh, God, you know, yeah. and you know you do the festival circuit and what have you and they basically came to me and said because I was I'm a festival guy by trade is what I do uh, is program and, and run film festivals and, and they came right. to me I was running Salford Film Festival at the time and they came to me and they said right Steve we've got this film and we're thinking we should do like initially let's do a Halloween event yeah initially it was going to be part of Salford Film Festival but the more we thought about it the more we thought it was a separate thing and we sort of thought to ourselves, well, we can put Splintered on and we can get a couple of other uh, British horror features, um, you know, from just from people we know and, and distributors we know and colleagues we know. Yeah. And we'll just have like a day event, you know. Yeah. Um, but what happened was we had a couple of drinks and we went, yeah, we could totally do this. And, and <laughs> you know, it could be got a little bit ambitious. It, it, we do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and you just start talking and you, you realise... And there is a, a certain amount of truth in that thing about if you build it, they will come, because yeah. you start doing this, and you start asking people questions, and you start making inquiries with distributors, and very, very quickly, stuff starts coming, you know, people start sending you films, or they start, hey, we've got this thing coming out around there, would you be interested in this? And 
and then you know writers ring you up and say, hey, okay, can I come down and do a book signing? And the next thing you know, you've got a whole festival happening. And this is literally what happened. It was it was very much a kind of almost accidentally, you know, we, we did this. And we, we always say this, it was started by accident, but, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of taken shape. Is this the biggest are. one this year, then? Have you... Sorry? Uh, well, you said just then that you started out, like, a, with a one-day thing. Has it always been this big? This is a four-day monster well, film no, I mean, festival that was now. the thing. It's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it started out as being what... Well, the plan was to, for, it to, for it to be one day. Yeah. Uh, the reality was it ended up being four. Right. Right from yeah, the get-go, you know, right we, from Grinfest one. You know, we initially, it was just literally, let's do something fairly small scale, and then as soon as, uh, it's a combination of, uh, Sim, by nature, is quite ambitious. Anyway, and one of those people, you know, you'll always want to do <clears throat> big things and grand things and great things. And I was and just trying to get you to say, no, this, this is the biggest and best year ever for Grinfest. Well, that's what we're hoping for. We <laughs> all say this. Yeah. Well, you've got some cracking features on this year. A lot of premieres as well, haven't you? You got, what's yeah, this? You got. We have, we have three world premieres. Yeah. A couple of UK premieres, and the rest are all regional premieres. Regional premieres, that's still good though, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Out of those movies, what are the, what, what, like, oh, Fright Fest, did you just yeah. say? Yeah, well, we have, yeah. you know, I mean, London, you have London Sci Fi and Fright Fest are always going to Yeah, get we were talking about them. Before. Yeah, but you know what I was saying, Steve? I mean, we're very uh, parochial with Manchester. We're very passionate Pinocchio. about. Pinocchio? Not Pinocchio. Oh, never mind. I'll use another Pinocchio, word that he won't, he'll understand. Um, the, uh, the fact is, Manchester, we don't, we don't get much of this at all. We never do. Well, you know, I mean. We say that, but I mean Manchester's like second city in the country. It is. That's uh, why it's, it's upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Media production now, so mm. well it always has been. Yeah. Well, I hope. And there's, what, a big, what, there's a very big thriving film community here. Yeah. So. Well, we're, what we're saying really is we appreciate you putting it on here. Definitely, yeah. We really do. It's it's the important. North answer to Fryfest. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, we that's kind of what we're hoping to be. You know, we don't see them as rivals, but we, you know, we we would like to have. The kind of the kind of scope that they have for putting things on. I mean, they have, they have the advantage, obviously, of having uh, Channel Four backing them, which is uh, no. gives them a certain amount of financial yeah, well, it's early days, yeah, isn't it? I mean, they, they, yeah, they, well, you know, I mean, you know. we're getting a lot of interest in the festival now. We're getting a lot of not just from the fans, but you know, there are people uh, contacting us all the time, and, and you know, we've we've got a lot of credibility now with distributors. And with filmmakers, which is you know that's a big that's a big step forward. Once once because when when we started, you know the first, when you start doing these things, it's always like, well, who are you guys? Yeah, sure. They don't know who you are. However, however big you can make the festival sound, you have no track. Well, I mean, we had track records, but in different things. Yeah. You know, so you know, rates and simple filmmakers. My track record was in film festivals, or mostly dealing with short films. So. You've got a lot of shorts on as well this year, I've noticed. What well, does one precede well, I mean, each you know, feature? Where did you find them? We try, when possible, to put shorts on with features. Yes, perfect. Bring, so, bringing yeah, it back to the I'm, old days. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of the short film. Like, yeah. I started out um, as a short film programmer. I was at the Kino Film Festival here in Manchester. Oh, yeah, Kino, we know that. I was, yeah. I was the programme manager there. Right. So I'm, I'm very, you know, I'm very passionate about short films. So we... We try to do it. The problem is always turnaround. With you know, with 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 um, particularly when you're working with a, a multiplex, you you know there has to be a, a very specific turnaround. And oh god, yeah, you got it. You got to you get know. it on for at least three, four times a day, aren't you? 
Well, it's because of... Um, it's more to do with the projection systems they have, and they have to cool down between each film. So there's this really complicated system in place where they have to get everything out. Oh, clearly. more technical aspects. I don't oh, yeah, <laughs> it's very technical. I mean, the first... Yeah. I did not know that. How no, there's, there's all manner of technical policies. Well, they don't need that one to cool down, though. Festival. I mean, Surely. I, I worked at a cinema and you only have 30 minutes to clean up other people's junk. Well, and that, used condoms. Well, you have to clean up the used condoms and, and the popcorn. I did do. All that, too, between screenings. But yeah. there is a kind of, there is this thing to do with, as well, to do with the... Um, I found a pump as well. Oh, dear. Sorry. Have a break. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, one thing I've noticed that you've got on. Now, I just wondered whether this was a personal thing for yourself because you've got a film on that I'm a massive fan of and Halloween 3. Ah. Yeah. Massive yeah. fan of that film. Very, really? very impressed when I saw that on because to get to see that on the main <laughs> it's screen. That one. Yeah. And, well, what it is, it, I was. I was at a right age to see that, and then when I uh, when I saw that, I was about thirteen, fourteen, and saw it at the cinema, yeah. and I, I was aware. Obviously, I'd seen Halloween, Halloween Two, and then um, I saw them when I was quite young. I shouldn't have really seen them, but never mind. You know, they took, they were cropping up on TV, especially the first one. But and I watched it oh, the, yeah, on yeah. video the second one. So I was excited because this is the first time where well, I'll get in for this one. So I went to see Halloween Three, and. I was. I thought it was really brave that that it was so different, and I did enjoy mm. it. Lots of stuff I yeah. liked about it. Well, it's it's it was one of those things we 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 we've, we've got this kind of bizarre. Um, we have we seem to have a kind of annual Halloween related screening now because um, our good friend Steph Hutchinson, who is he's like if you like the world's leading authority on Halloween, he writes. He's written a lot about Halloween. He wrote. He he was the, the writer of a, <clears throat> a very good documentary. Called Halloween, I think it's Halloween, twenty-five years of terror or something. It's a, it's a, it's a retrospective of the entire Halloween sequence. He's a real, and we were talking, you know, you know, we talked to distributors, and the distributors were saying, oh well, you know, we've got Halloween three coming out on Blu-ray soon, and, and you know, we can offer you Halloween two or Halloween three, and we started talking about it, and um, Steph was saying it would be really good to put Halloween 3 on because people don't tend to know it that well. And, no. and Sim and I are both big fans of Nigel Neal and Nigel Neal was involved. That, that's what know, another reason. Story. That's another reason that makes it so unique. It's a, mm. it's an, it's a very, it's a forgotten classic in many ways. Yeah, it's, it's a, I mean, it's Nigel, it's Nigel Neal doing a kind of Ray Bradbury-ish kind of narrative about childhood. And it's very, yeah. very different to all the other films. And so we thought it'd be a nice thing to put on, yeah. No, mm. oh, we're just dead, dead. we're really excited to w watching that. We uh, what what it is it we it gives you a chance to reappraise it because obviously there's one thing watching it on DVD and I mean even I've got it in I've got a little cinema room at home but it's still not the same as the big screen in a big environment. But hopefully with uh, quite a few people in there as well and you get the well, atmosphere. Films are very much. I, I'm a big believer that films are communal experience, and horror film and horror films particularly very are much a so. communal experience. You know, that's all the best experiences of film I've had have been in mm. cinemas. They've not been at home. Yeah. So without without um, sort of saying that any part of Grimfest isn't isn't up to scratch. Um, say uh, what are you, sort of can you single out any that are your passionate 
films that are going to be on at Grimfest. That is obviously not that you're saying anything else is not as good as that, but your personal no. stuff that you're really <laughs> yeah, it's excited about. It's difficult to answer that one, isn't it? People yeah. Say, what, it's like, which, are your, which are your favourite children? Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I'm... I mean, let me think. I mean, I'm kind of I'm excited as uh, I'm excited as um, as a, a big sort of H.P. Lovecraft nerd from way back about the fact that we're screening the we've got the UK premiere of Whisperer in Darkness. Yes, which is a really unusual film um, made by an organisation in the states called the H.P. Lovecraft Historical Society, and they're a kind of big, you know, big sort of Lovecraft online thing, and they produce these amazing kind of retro Lovecraft. Lovecraftian things, and the latest thing they've done is a feature-length film in the style of the old sort of RKO 1930s. Yeah. Um, I guess like chapter plays the the film serial is that he used to. Yeah. So it's it's done this really kind of retro style, which is kind of interesting. And because because Whisperer in Darkness is one of Lovecraft's battier plot lines anyway. That, really, that's really it, saying something, isn't it, as well? Yes, it, it yeah. really is saying... Yeah, well, this is the one that's got brain transplants, and it's, it's, awesome. it's really a, a <laughs> giant kind of lobster, flying lobster beast from, from the planet Pluto, and all sorts of... It's even by his own... Because it, it's one of... It, it, and it's this kind of weird hybrid of kind of pulp science fiction and his usual kind of obsessions with... Yeah. With um, transformation and body horror. And it's, it's a really... It's, it's a very unusual film, but it's, it's done in this very, very stylized black and white... Yeah, so it's got that's an intrigue. So, I, I just be and as you know, I'm a big Lovecraft fan, and and also oh, Lovecraft to me. I got into Lovecraft not by I started reading the novels after I started noticing lots of the visuals. I mean, a lot of people that don't, haven't heard of Lovecraft or are aware of him but don't quite know anything about him have probably are more aware of his style of horror than they than mm. they think, and they, and it's popping up all over the place. And I I played a PC game Alone in the Dark when it first came out, yeah. and there were all the visuals in that and everything, and that was pure Lovecraft. And then I started looking into it and going, wow, this sort of stuff, this guy's the guru on this. So I started reading the books. Crazy. I mean, but the guy himself was really quite um, a misogynist and quite he was flawed. He odd man. Yeah. Yeah. Racist as well. Racist, misogynist, every ist that you don't want yeah, to be. Yeah, not, not, not yeah. a nice man. Oh, well, actually, yeah. no. I mean, if you read his letters, the strange thing is he, he, he comes across as a very generous man. I mean, I think he was very much a product of his era. I think he was also very much a product of his of his uh, perceived class. He was. I he, think he was not very happy that the Civil War went the wrong way in America <laughs> as well, wasn't he? he, he... I, that's an interesting... <laughs> yeah. I mean, but he's... It's interesting that because you know there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in his books about racial horror and about um, about um, uh, Rat in the Wall, for example, has got yeah. a lot of stuff about the, the old South and Virginia and yeah. And but it, what tends to happen in Lovecraft a lot is that thing where people have a sense of their own grandness, and, yes. you know, the great historical family background and everything, and then it turns out that they're actually descended from fish or yeah gorillas or I, I think he's actually he's he's got this kind of quite complex thing and it's a lot of it's about um his own family background because he he's, he's you know both his parents ended up in the madhouse yeah i heard that uh and his grandfather you know this, this great aristocratic family they were they, they were very proud of the fact that they could trace their family lineage right the way back to the 1600s or whatever when they came over from england yeah uh, and then of course in in um Rat in the walls. You have the guy who traces his inheritance back to you know his his own family. His, his more immediate family have been slave owners, 
and then he goes, he traces his, his family back to, to England and discovers that they were previously raising people to eat them. So I think there's a kind of... Right, yeah. <laughs> I think there's a lot of very, very complicated family stuff going on in there, and a lot of racial and, and inherited guilt. So I think his, his, his sort of racial and sexual attitudes are quite complicated and, yeah. and unusual. Well, it's, like, it's, like, it's like you can't really just dismiss him because of them. Because not at all. explore them in very no, they, and quite dark ways. They add, they're grist to the mill. They, they add to why his stuff is so different and, mm. and um, is complicated... Uh, beliefs and different things that are going on in his mind he, they, they're coming out in different ways and I like the fact that a lot of the creatures in the the novels and all the the, the big the big the bad guys the the evils that are in the books are very much a lot of the time not really that bothered about us they they well, kind of we're sort of like some something that just gets swept aside as it's going about its evil business yeah we're yeah, and I like the idea of that. We're just ants, and that's these big creatures way above our comprehension are carrying on whatever they're carrying on. And it's quite... I do think his stuff stands out, but doing it on film, like I saw Dagon, and Dagon I quite liked, but a lot of people hate that. It's Well, it's the, it's the I mean, one... I know the story, but yeah. I Because the story's only about seven pages long. So yeah. I didn't know he'd make a film of it. it. The beginning of it's great. You, he arrives at a very, very, very strange fishing village and there's all these things going on, but they do go into a bit of gore just for the sake of it. And it's not a great film, but again, all of that stuff, it's great. It's very much like, that's why I like The Wicker Man, though, because mm. they, they uh, as a film, and we, you've got Robin Hardy. We've there. got Robin Hardy, we've got Robin and Hardy coming, yeah. I'm quite <laughs> excited to say hi to him, because uh, The Wicker Man made such a massive influence on me um, growing up. I mean, Me too. Crazy, Very crazy. I, I, I can remember seeing it for the first time when I was about 13. That, that's about when I saw it. I saw it, uh, it was just repeated very, very late on ITV. I didn't even yeah. know what it was. It came this on. It sounds very familiar. Oh, yeah, and then all of a sudden, I, I was actually sort of losing interest at the very, at the beginning, and then all of a sudden, Britt Eklund convinced me to stay up a bit longer yeah, and yeah. watch it. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah. yeah. so I thought, <laughs> oh, I'll give this a bit longer. And then all of a sudden, they started, it was the schoolroom sequences where she's explaining the penis and the, the maypole, and I started going, what? Wait a minute. And then it, it was crazy. Loved it. It's a very, it's a very strange film because it, it teeters on the brink of being ridiculous all the way through. It's that thing where, you Brilliant. know, by the end he's being followed around by yep. people wearing animal masks and they're sort oh. of appearing over walls. Oh. And you've got Christopher Lee in drag towards the end. Yeah. And it should be ridiculous. Yeah. You should be laughing, but you can't laugh because it's, there's something wrong about it. It's, it's genuinely chilling. And I can remember, I get, you know, like you, not having any real knowledge of it, knowing it was like a cult film, knowing that it had this great reputation, but not knowing what the plot was. Yeah. Do you remember those days when you could actually see a film and you didn't know what was going to happen? Oh, listen, we go on about this on the show all <laughs> the time. We we are so sick of spoilers of trailers that show you nearly the oh. entire film, and 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 we are we we're sick of it to the point where we, there's only one film that we have at the moment, and that uh, I don't know if you're aware that um, the um, Ridley Scott is doing Prometheus at the moment, and yeah. you can't get anything out about that there is not a picture out there there's they're keeping it complete it's a close set you can't find out anything about it and we love it we think this is great and we should we're a magazine we thrive on information that we can tell you guys and pictures and all this but how refreshing to be able to go and see a film and not know anything when was i where was i i was i was at the cinema last week or week before last time i saw a trailer for the 
<clears throat> remake of Straw Dogs, which in itself, the idea of yeah. remaking Straw Dogs fills me with horror anyway. But the trailer basically tells you the plot of the entire I, film. I, I have seen that, and also, um, what my, 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 um, no, I, I, our lovely news editor here puts up a, a trailer. It's not his fault, actually. It was a guy, Animal Johns, who, who does stuff for us as well, and he, uh, he put the trailer up for the thing and the the remake or shall we say the prequel that it happens to be called the thing and and you know what it actually gives away two of the the cast members that are the thing yeah i mean it actually shows them just changing so so that's two people that that i know from straight off are going to turn out to be that creature i mean the the whole point of john carpenter's original which i love you didn't know yeah you haven't got a clue not a clue that's it we we've ruined i mean i i was i mean i it's weird, because the whole thing with the prequel to the thing, I've been telling everyone they should have made it in Norwegian. Oh, no so much joke, so. Because the whole point is that for no- if it is genuinely a prequel, then it's what happened to the Norwegians. It is. That's exactly what it is. It is the story of what happens to the Norwegians. But here's the thing. Now, if you are actually watching that, and, and that in itself is great to tell that story, but yeah, um, I hope... This is only my opinion. I hope they don't do that cheesy thing that they've done in some films where they'll start out talking Norwegian and then it'll slowly morph into <laughs> our language, you know, as if, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, is, that is crazy. It's but lame, I, I can, isn't it? There's a sort of logic to it, in a way. It, the first time I saw that done, I quite liked it, but now it just annoys me. Yeah. So um, I don't know how they'll deal with that, but um, like I say, I've got high hopes in that I I worship the original. I do. I, I've got an irrational love for it. I just I I love the effects in it, the 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 otherworldliness of it, the whole lot. And as a horror film, it's I just thought it was great. It is really good. I mean, it's it's but it's so frustrating because you think, well, I mean, of course, in Carpenter's film at the beginning of the film, with the dog and the Norwegians running after them, the Norwegians are actually shouting. It's not a dog, it's a, it's a monster, you've got to kill it, in yeah. Norwegian. Yeah. They're actually telling them not to, it's like they're giving the plot away at the beginning, but yeah. because we don't, most of us don't speak Norwegian, we don't know it. Well, I hope they don't do that alien plot where they, you, they want to bring it back to use as a weapon or something. I, I'm sick of that uh, little chestnut as that well. Was, yeah, another one of those plots, yeah. those plot devices that was quite clever once and now it's been done to I death. know, this is it, isn't it? So uh, we've uh, got about another 10 minutes we can uh, chat and I, I wouldn't mind asking, well, what are you hoping to come from Grimfest this year? Are you hoping to build on what you've done or are you trying a few new things this year and new well, formats? I mean, we- we always, I mean, you know, we obviously the, the plan with Grimm is always to, to develop on what we have. I mean, what what we are hoping, um, in addition to that it gets bigger, that we get bigger audiences, and obviously, you know, it's not simply, hey, we want to make loads of money out of this. It would be nice to make some money out of it, but primarily we want to develop it as a festival. What we do want to do um, is, I mean, we're going to retain... We're going to retain the idea of it as a horror as a horror festival, but we 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 like the idea of kind of expanding it out a bit because we've always when we we've done our publicity with Brim, we've always said, you know, it's a festival of horror, science fiction, fantasy, and all um, sort of noir and dark stuff generally. You know, it's it's always been slightly yeah. more than just a horror festival in our minds, and we've always tried to mix it up a bit and have a few slightly left field films on i mean we'll have our you know our our, um, our commercial horror films we'll have our slightly more left field sure. off center horror films but we'll also try and put a few things on that are a bit more art house if you like or a bit more uh, unusual can't because... mention art house to us we've had a, a, a bad experience tonight 
Have you? We've sawed melancholia. Really? I didn't <laughs> like it then. I'll, I'm going to do a review after, but uh, it's, you definitely need a, a couple of cans of Red Bull to get through that. <laughs> um, great. Very artistic, though. I'm a huge fan of Lars von Trier, so I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll reserve judgment till I've seen it. Okay, that. you see, I, I took my wife to see uh, Antichrist, uh, oh. and, and she's never forgiven me. No, yeah, yeah, Antichrist <laughs> is pretty, pretty full on. Oh dear, she I, was, was... I, I must admit, I thought, Antichrist is interesting because a friend of mine who, who's not, uh, he's a, if you like, an agnostic about Lars von Trier, yeah. he's not a big. And he, he saw that, and he was just sitting there shaking afterwards, going, "That was amazing! I don't think like that. Oh, that was just incredible! Like, well, my God, that was because yeah, yeah. it was so intense and so emotional yeah. and powerful." But, but I mean, Lars is one of those people. I think he, you know, he, he can, <clears throat> you know, some of the stuff he does is just like, well, "Okay, okay, yeah." Um, I mean, I, I'm the only person I know that actually cheered cheered at the point when when Bjork was hung in um, Dance yeah, in the Dark. Yeah, that's, so a unique, that's a unique. Like that's a unique. That's a unique perspective. That one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like her singing, you see, so I was quite happy yeah. when she died. Like, ah, she oh, dear, dear. Uh, I probably just alienated loads of people with that remark. You might have um, done a spoiler for some late, late comer to the Von Trier Although I think probably people know that because oh, of course know they know. Of course they know. They, they know that happens, of course they do. It's a grim, grim grim movie uh, it, yeah. in tone and that that's the thing and it is very unforgiving but a lot of his stuff is but I still have a I am absolutely convinced that he's he's had a lot of issues with girls along the way because it, it's a yeah, constant I think, theme I suspect he just doesn't like people yeah, yeah that comes across as well I think it's more than just women I think it's people generally I mean I mean, Pedro Almodovar doesn't like women right Oh yeah, yeah. Really oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like you say, sometimes it brings a little bit to the party, doesn't it? Well, when uh, people have got different right, views, we just but, don't uh, let him yeah, don't anyway, let him do a press conference on unscripted. Though that's the uh, that's the main one with him, isn't it? Because uh, everyone remembers about melancholia is the bloody Hitler stuff. Oh God, yeah. Um, I just think I, I he's a bit of an odd the guy. Could, the, the French could pillory him for being anti-Semitic. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, they can't bearing do that. Anti- bearing, bearing in mind how anti-Semitic France actually is as a country. Oh yeah, very much so. <laughs> so. Something ironic about that. And, and last is la, the thing about von Trier is he was raised Jewish, so yeah, he's got issues with it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I get, uh, I get it's quite, it. It's quite complicated, really. It is. Well, and so. um, we've got the competition coming up later. We're going to do it in about half an hour. Um, after cool. we've we've done some more news and everything, after the next break, we'll be uh, doing that. We've got the two full passes, and then we've got the runners-up prize of the two tickets to the opening night gala. So that that's going to be pretty good. We've had a massive response to that. So cool. uh, some some lucky people out there will be joining us, and hopefully we like I say, it's going to be a good social because uh, hopefully I we get so. to meet you as well and we, we well, all hang you know, out we, 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 we will be around we yeah. will be introducing the films as obviously we've got our, we've got our bar over at the um, yeah over the 235 casino around the corner which is which is you know we, you know always a casino it's a casino it's, you know what it's surprisingly cheap and if you've got a festival if you've got if you're, you're part of the festival you get to you get uh, you get 20% off anyway well it's a nice place anyway and they do I'll <laughs> just I'll just tell <laughs> exactly, you well yeah. they, they uh, we were there quite a lot because obviously we've, we've got Starburst Towers is literally just around the corner from the place and uh, oh, we, yeah, we we are there a bit and yeah cocktails are superb their cocktails there if you if uh, you're into cocktails. I've got to say, they do, they do do them very well. They do them a lot better than the Hilton. 
which is around the corner. So there you go. Sorry, we're not a drinks review program, of course, not, but but I. You've got to be careful doing that. Oh, seriously, yeah. You, uh, I, I want to get up there. It's a nice view up there. You go in there and they let you in. If you get past the the horrible woman with a clipboard, you're all right. But uh, in two, three, five, it's the. It is a nice place. It's nice and nice atmosphere, but yeah, the cocktails. So there you go. Another thing about Grimfest. Awesome cocktails. Yeah, the cocktails are good. Yeah. So apparently. Oh uh, no. no. Yes. So no, I mean, I guess we should talk a bit about the films. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, we just quickly go over over that. I reckon. That'd well, be, I mean, yeah, you know, I I, don't, I say this. I mean, uh, I mean, we obviously everything is up on the on the website in terms of what we're screening or when we're screening it. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I'm, as I say, I'm loath to talk about things I'm excited about. Obviously, we've got Lucky McKee's The Woman, which has been creating a lot of fuss. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is the one that uh, somebody at Sundance called to be burned. Oh well, you know what? It's one of the major ones we're looking forward to. I, the part, the point is, we in, rather than go see it at press screenings, we went to we decided no 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 we're going to actually watch it as part of this because i think the atmosphere will be better in a festival i think so i think there's a lot of anticipation for it yeah very much so we did also run a review for it a couple of weeks ago we did yeah that was eight out of ten i believe cool yeah eight out of ten that is pretty good score that have you ever seen lucky mckee's first film may I haven't seen May. I've seen The Woods, but I've not seen I've May. seen May. May is wonderful. Please go I, check I, that I, out. It's one of those films I'm trying to track down at the moment, actually. It's really not out on Blu-ray yet, is it? No, no Blu-ray, no Blu-ray, but, but uh, there was an early DVD release of yeah. whether it's been deleted. It really now. is, really is good. Yeah. Well, we're kind of running out of time now, so what will we well, just say? films that he wants to go Oh, yeah, through. let's let's get get on that before we go to the break, then. Yeah, well, another yeah, film, I mean, because because it's, it's you know, I was saying about, you know, what we wanted to do with Grim in the Future, which was kind of expand, if you like, people's notion of genre because we figure that people will go with us i mean we discovered that last year when we put stuff like slice on slice was this kind of i guess a kind of art house slasher movie from thailand and people really went with it, it got standing ovation at the end so we thought yeah so i mean this year for example we've got a film from mexico called by day by night which i'm going to recommend because hey it's coming all the way from mexico um and it's a kind of, and you know, it should appeal to Starburst readers because it is our, I guess it's our primary science fiction film. I mean, obviously I mentioned Whispering Darkness because Whispering Darkness has its science fictional elements in it. But yeah. By Day By Night is a kind of, um, it's a kind of retro 70s sort of science fiction think piece, kind of like a, a more sort of morose version of Logan's Run. It's set in this world where people, they, they're basically genetically programmed. They can live either during the daytime or at nighttime, and if they try to shift over, they will die. Very wow. Interesting. Wow. Intriguing and weird. And it's all about this woman who's... And, and they, they, they've broken down any kind of family units so that people, basically, if you have kids, the kids are generally programmed to live in the opposite the opposite 12 hours of the day to you. <laughs> so they will be day creatures and you will be a night creature or vice versa. And that's kind of an interesting... And it's all about people trying to rebuild a sense of family and get... So you've got... Um, so it's very much like... And it's done in a very consciously 70s style as well. It's the, the look of it, the production design of it, has that kind of feel, you know, of sort of 70s classic, 70s science fiction. So that's an interesting film. That's cool. That, no. that will probably appeal to you guys, I would think. No, yo, well, that we sounds cover brilliant. horror, though, just as much as science. Got, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, we're all well. Like I say, our our history. We started in '78, and the the um, we've been going a long time. And the we were yeah. The sci-fi is a massive core, but. Mm. 
horror. We've always done horror. We've done fantasy. Course, no, and all I, the remember, rest. I remember the magazine well from, yeah. from my youth. You know, yeah, you so. see. The, um, that's, what, I, that's why I was thinking it was, yeah. it was kind of weird because it's, it, it's, it's, by the time it's almost like the kind of films I remember reading about, you know, in Starburst. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it, 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 we're, we are here to drag people onto new films that they otherwise might miss. That's our, that is our mission in life, that. And that's why it's so good to be um, be involved with you guys because it's it's great. And like I say, you, listen, you want to do a sci-fi uh, event or something like that? Yeah, we're more we're we're here for that. Bloody Sounds hell, good. We should you know. But um, work, on, work on something. Yeah. We, you know, we, there's a few things in the pipeline for Graham as well, which you know, there's yeah. a couple of things I'm not at liberty to talk about yet. Yeah. But um, you know, because we, we've got an idea about doing events during the year, so you know. Well, whatever we're we're always here and we're we're happy to support. So we've just got another minute before I'll have to go to break. If there's anything you want to do, uh, plug away with your site, go and get every guests say whatever you need, and could go through the guests that'll yeah. be appearing. Oh yeah, okay. We've got Hardy. I mean, we have um, obviously we have our, our opening night film for a treat. We've got um, the director Carl Tibbetts and the producer Gary Sinyer, who's a quite well-known UK producer, and we have our bizarrely we have our. Um, Festival patron Yvette Fielding is professional for Most Haunted and for the, the legendary Ghost Watch TV yeah. uh, oh, hoax yeah. of the uh, 1990s. Um, we've got the on the um, second evening we've got our big uh, black and blue event with Martin Kemp of Spandau Ballet and the Craze and and, um, and his film Stalker, which we've got the world premiere of and Stalker is his directorial debut oh, so that wow. should be interesting and he's going to be there and Jane March is going to be there as one of the stars um, Billy Murray is going to be there not Bill Murray alas but Billy Murray is going to be there um, and also Adele Silva who is starring in one of the other black and blue films a film with the somewhat uh, promising title of Strippers versus Werewolves which we've mm. got a pre- we've got a sort of pre- preview of we've not got the film we've got a preview uh, of some scenes from it and they'll be talking about that as well at a special um, panel session so that should be interesting for people who want to know about um, UK independent cinema and, and how, it, how it's shaping up uh, we've got a premiere of The Reverend on Saturday night with the director Neil um, Jones and we've got some cast coming but we're not 100% certain which members of the cast will be, be with us as yet, we also hopefully on Saturday, uh, and you know we're waiting for confirmation on it. But um, we have the UK premiere of some guy who kills people, which is this very black comedy from uh, the states, right? Directed by Jack Perez, who yeah. was responsible for Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, or whatever it was called, Wonderful. and uh, it's exec produced by John Landis. Got this amazing all sort of all cult star cast. One of whom is Lucy Davis, who was in the office of Shaun of the Dead. We're hoping she'll be with us, but you know that moment, would be ace. It would be great. There's a schedule at the moment. You know, we, you know, we're emailing back and forth because she lives in LA, but she's going to be over in the UK to shoot a film over here. And it's whether and you know she's trying to line her own schedule at the moment so she can join us for that because she's you know quite excited about the film. Well, if you can and just record us saying, so, you know, we're hoping that that will happen. If you can just record her saying uh, who she is and saying, whenever I'm in the UK, I always listen to Starburst Radio. That would be really good. <laughs> well, this is, uh, we'll try and do that. Brilliant. Well, in, just in, in before we go to the break now, if you just want to tell everybody how do they get the tickets and how and the passes and uh, right. how do they go about it? If they want to go... Well, there are, two way, there are two ways of doing it. You can, you can go to the, um, the Grim Up North website... Which is www.grimfest, that's grim with two m's, fest.com. 
you got a ticket today, you can buy the passes online. You can also get them direct from our um, venue, uh, the AMC Cinema, uh, on the bottom of Peter Street and Deansgate on that corner, in the Great Northern. Uh, tickets, individual tickets are on sale, uh, I believe, via their website as well, and all, certainly you can buy tickets. And with, with the passes, you buy the pass, and I'm telling you this because you've got, you know, passes as, as uh, uh, prizes on your show. Yes. The pass, which entitles you to every single event, uh, basically you have to, you, the way it works is you redeem that pass for the 18 tickets for the events. And then you can do with those tickets what you want. So you can basically split a pass between two of you if you can only do two days out of four. Oh, that's, that's good. good. Yeah. So it kind of it's, it gives you a certain amount of flexibility as how you that's actually brilliant. get to see. That's why it's good see. that you've explained this because obviously people might not think that and they might think they've just got well, a little badge the, that yeah. they're carrying around with them and well, no, it's, your it's, idea. It's, 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 you know, it's, Great. it's to do with how cinemas operate. It's a fire, it's fire, fire regulations things. They have to be ticketed. Yeah. So basically, you redeem the pass. In advance, you go along the first day. Right, here's my pass. Give me my tickets. They'll print out the tickets for the the films and events, and then you can you can divide them all how you see fit. You know, you can literally go to everything, or if you don't want to go to everything, or if you can't make everything, yeah. you know, if you, particularly, you know, you, you can just split it. That's can, a very know, very. Right, I don't want to see this film. I'll give it to my mate, and he can go and see it. That's a very cool way of doing it. Anyway, we need to uh, bugger off and get some music on now. So I just <laughs> want to say thank you very much for coming. No on. It's been it's been great, and yeah, we we wish you all the best success in in the world with it. We really do, and we'll be there. And hopefully, um, we'll we'll get you a cocktail if you're if you're hanging well, around. Sounds good, sounds good to me. Mine's a white Russian. <laughs> no worries. Okay then, I'll speak to you soon. And thanks for coming. All right, on. cheers, Jordan. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Bye bye. Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Sunday, 9pm until midnight. Exclusive to Manchester Radio Online. All the latest movie, TV, and entertainment news and reviews. All completely free. Check us out on starburstmagazine.com.
this is the city. I work here. I carry a badge. I carry a badge. I carry a badge.
I am the luminous one, the all-knowing, all-illustrious leader of the planet Spectra. And this is my commander, Zoltar. His unholy mission is to invade and conquer Earth. I have given him most beautiful and deadly weapons for this purpose. We shall conquer Earth and the entire galaxy. ManchesterRadioOnline.com From Manchester with love. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Manchester Radio Online. He was a nice fellow, wasn't he? He was great, Steve? wasn't he? And it's a very, very, very interesting festival. I cannot um, wait. All that Lovecraft stuff, all the rest of it. No, we're, well, we're just so that you all know, we're covering the entire festival from Thursday right through to Sunday. And next Sunday... Are we going to see 18 movies? Are we going to do them all? We're probably going to do most of them, yeah. Um, we are going to be pre-recording next week's show, which, uh, yeah, in, and included on that show, we're going to be reviewing uh, a, a franchise that's very close to, to Chris's heart, the Johnny, Eng- Johnny English. Can't stand him. Yeah. Well, can't stand it. He's only made one. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. The no, new one, have you? The it first might be. one, You've Johnny English. Gillian Anderson. Can't stand She's it. She's on it. She's in it. That'll make you happy. Not really we like Jillian. Well, Jillian's all right. all right. You said she was an horrible person, though. Oh, yeah, as a person, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, her character's great, though, isn't it? In like, what? In, in Johnny English? No, in, nothing about that movie. Well, no, good. I mean in The X-Files. Yeah, well, no. She plays Annoying. that role good. Annoying. By season nine, even then, she doesn't oh, believe in any stop, of this nonsense. Stop, stop yeah. being like even that. Even though she's seen sources... Doug Hutchinson's stretchy arms. Yep. All these things close up. Well, some people made more convincing than others, don't they? No. You know. No. Anyway. Uh, but you never know. But next weekend, yes, lame. we will be a pre-recorded show. But it's great because we'll have lots and lots of content, lots of news and nothing to worry about. And the following Sunday, it is our it is a massive show. We've got uh, Graham from Fab Cafe in because he's actually attending the festival and he's going to bring his... Uh, if he lives through this weekend. View. Yeah, I know he's gone to Butlins with yeah. some people for loads of drinks and for stuff. For a piss-up. Yeah, three that's day one way up. of putting it. All three of us will be on the show and we will be talking about the entirety of Grimfest. In fact, the entire show will be all about Grimfest and horror films in general. Ooh. It's a horror special. We're going to talk about all the films and review the films that we've seen at Grimfest, and we will be just getting on. And What do you reckon? Do you think it should uh, dig up loads of, of horror-themed type of music? Definitely. I think, I think we should, Definitely, shouldn't we? Yeah. So we'll, we'll try and, and theme the, entire, the entirety of it around there. But, hey, there you go. But... That was good, though, wasn't it? I mean, all that, I, I was uh, unaware of some of the stuff that was on. I'm just doing the math there. Yes. And are we doing our horror show one week before Halloween? Yeah, I know. Mm. Well, you can't, you <laughs> want to do, you can't you do a well, Grimfest we, special. It's got to be that week. Yeah, it's I mean. got to be a Grimfest, but we there can still go. do our Halloween special. We yeah, have we a lot planned for that. Yeah, we can do that. Of course, yeah. We're both, we're well, going to be like a horror expect. month, this, isn't it? Yeah, horror month. So, it's October. Uh, it's all good, that. It's all good. Yeah. So, yeah, we've had a few emails. Uh, Paul Mount, he's talking about uh, Doctor Who Confidential. Uh, apart from lower figures, it's down to 300,000. It says it's covered just about everything about the making of the show, and it used to run um, It used to run for 30 minutes, was stretched out to 45 minutes, and there's just not even enough material. He said these the episodes have been well padded, and one episode spent half its running time showing Karen Gillan in a racing car and half a... Darville going diving. That's an odd thing to say, isn't it? Arthur Darville going diving. 
Who's you could he, say Rory? that the other way around, couldn't you? Is that that Rory fella? Yeah, you don't like him, I know. Um, nothing to do with the making of the show itself. Uh, I think Confidential is just played out. Um, by the way, the wedding of River Song was up about a million viewers on last year. Go figure, as they say. Yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I, I agree. You know, yeah, we can't it's, worrying it's one about of nothing. Things. I know that's it's the, fine. Kids the, are getting it. Yeah. Did we ever get that ten-year-old emailing in? No, no, we got no ten-year-olds emailing got in. No one. Emailing uh, and then uh, Konami Toad is saying, "Hi guys, love the show, but feel that sometimes there's an inexplicable love for Doctor Pooh. Every time I hear speaking about this show, seems to be a, an apologist with misty rose-tinted memories of its golden age." Don't know where you're getting that from, to be honest. I'm glad you love the show and that. Well, you, but you if you are actually, if you are listening to the show, you know that I've over the Seeing last the last hour. Yeah, we have to co- comment on Doctor Who because we're we're dealing with sci-fi and horror and fantasy and all that. But I'll talk about it. I've pretty much done nothing but slag it off for the past. Uh, I'm pretty much agreeing with you that at the moment it is giving the opinion that it's past its glory days. But, yeah, we will obviously comment on it. But, yeah, yeah you can't say there's anyone on this show with misty rose-tinted memories of its golden no, age. I'm not I'm even seen it. aware that it's not... Uh, I'm still on episode four. Yeah, well, you can't up with that anyway. And, um, no, I agree with him there as well. Not, there are better shows out there more deserving of yeah, your attention. That's, Absolutely. That's fine, yeah, and we, we do try and do that. But yeah, if, Do- if Doctor, Doctor Who is not very good, we will be. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's seasonal Doctor Who. It's think we're not going to be talking about Walking Dead? We always do, don't Come we? two weeks' time. So we've, got, we've got all this to look yeah. forward to. I actually Boardwalk Empire. I'm just watching the first one of the new series when I get home tonight. Yeah, I'll catch up with that in about very, three years very time, nice probably. show. Very massive production qualities. Yeah. Loads of money on show. That that's a show that does not look cheap. That's what I'm saying with Doctor Who. It actually looks like they've run out of money in some of it. So, um, sorry, in my opinion, it always has looked like that. Well, no, we Russell back. T Davis. It's no, they, some episodes they look that look. Oh, point, some of it's not. You've point not one seen, out to me. It's I, just not good can, enough. I can it's tell you that enough. the end it's of the first... It's an embarrassment to the, the end UK. The end of the first... And it's not at all. It is. Rubbish. Nah, that's wrong, that. The last four years of it, you've seen some episodes where the effects have been absolutely stunning on it. Show me one. The last, I can show you the, the final two episodes of the very first season when it came back, where there was an epic space battle. They, you've never seen anything like it Is that on the TV. one with John Simmon as the master? Uh, no, that's no. not it. That's about two years later. The, uh, the first one where, that uh, had Christopher Eccleston in, there was a massive um, battle just straight out of an old 60s sci-fi comic brought to life, brilliant special effects you can't come knock that there was nothing better than that these ideas need better need better treatment oh, but you're not seeing that so you can't really comment on that one well, I, I mean that that was that absolutely one. superb that one yeah. and there you go and they, at the moment last all I can say is last just... night's compared to that it it's it's just cheap, you know, and they're trying to make up with um, with complex storytelling and clever gimmicks, and it doesn't wash with me. But so. it isn't actually that cheap, though, is it? The show? Uh, well, it's lost a third of its budget. You know, it's, it's the equivalent yeah, but it's to lost, surely what they've paid for Battlestar Galactica, and you know. nowhere near that. No, well, it's no, no. It's dead cheap. About a million an episode. Galactica. No, uh, yeah, yeah. The dots isn't. How much is that? About hundred grand or something. No, a mil. A mil per rep. Are you mental? They don't have that money. Surely. They don't have that the money. The BBC don't have that they money. They don't have that money. Here we go again. I'll just give up. They don't have that money, do up. they? They're not going to have that money. They've not got advertisers. No, they've, they've, they've got a licence fee. Yeah, they've got a licence fee that yeah. every household in the UK is yeah, commanded but, and to they're, pay. And they're not right, only nah, making that, they're making they're Downtown Abbey and they're making all the rest of the stuff. 
at the end of the day, Doctor Who makes some more money than any of that with its uh, merchandise, and you think they'd be more appreciative. But no, they yeah, they only spend in the hundreds of thousands on that show, um, and they slashed it by a third. This that when uh, Moffat took over, and that's why it looks so cheap. Anyway, there you go. I know it's it's. I'm being a bit harsh, but it looks cheaper than it used to. And it's a shame. But I, like I say, I'll wait and hang in there for next year and hope it gets a bit better. But he's got to stop all this nonsense and just start telling a, a story and impress us with actual stuff that's not gimmick-led and have five different timelines converging up its own rectum, and then I'll be happy. So there you go. Last thing, you're going to hear about Doctor Who now for quite some time. There you, you go. And I think you should come back to university in a few weeks and we just do the odd bit on that, and there we go until it comes back. So, where where are we up to now? Well, we've got to do is. a review in a little bit, but this time for a little bit more news and things. Oh, let's rattle through a load then. Um, a load? Yeah, let's get okay. loads done. We've got to do a competition well, as well for Grimfest. That's what in I mean. About, it's ooh, seven minutes, minutes past yeah. 11 now, and yeah. we've done nothing. It's all right. We started a bit late because uh, we had some <laughs> usual technical issues. Yeah, big surprise there. Never mind. Right, okay, let's kick off with some news. Uh, Wanted, they're doing a sequel to Wanted. I know they've been toying about, uh, toying, toying with the idea for a little while. Um, but we've got two writers on it now, Derek Harz and Michael Brandt. They actually okay. wrote the original. So are you happy? Um, uh, well, one, you'll be happy. Yeah. Because they've, one, they've gone, uh, there's no, they're not trying to bring Angelina Jolie back anymore. They've yeah. scrapped that because remember there was rumours that she was. I, like, do, I do, I do. Even I though don't. she got the uh, bullet in the head at the end. Well, why? Why did she they? Was, um, she was the main drawer of the film. Was that's, she? That, I didn't know. Well, yeah, I, why, I just assumed it was. Look uh, at your McAvoy. See, I'm too. I'm talking about? I'm too. No, I wasn't. I wasn't actually hinging it on him. I'm just. I'm probably more into Morgan Freeman than nobody goes to see Morgan Freeman move. I do. I'm his Morgan big fan. Freeman fans. I've, I've got. I run his website. Right. Yeah. Okay. He's not a box office draw though. Angelina Jolie. Is. Oh yeah. That's why it's she was huge. so prominent on the posters, oh, and that's huge. why the studios Mo- were so. Morgan. He's not. He's the first black president of the United States. He was. In what movie was that? In. Um, What's it? The one with the asteroid? Ding, 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 Deep ding, Impact. Ding. Deep Impact, yeah. Very See, good film. It was, it's one of Very my favourite apocalypse movies. And, and, and it's not, it, it's not, an, it's not uh, shall we say, if I had a choice between sitting through that and what I sat through tonight, mm, we can discuss that after. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it took me a we? long time to see Deep Impact because if you remember we were going through that pattern where every year you'd get two rival studios producing the same movie hmm. so there was Ants and Bug Life came out mm. one year uh, the next year there was two asteroid movies Armageddon and Deep Impact yeah I went to see Armageddon Michael Bay loved it yeah um, ignored well you would wouldn't you yeah ignored it's Deep Impact and then I finally caught it on video oh VHS yeah. sometime later and? oh Broke my heart. Well, it didn't oh. do. It didn't do the shitbag shuffle, did it? It actually had uh, a big chunk of it hit the earth, bang. And I'd not seen that before. Yeah, that I know. it actually hit. Yeah, they didn't manage to completely stop the thing from happening. It there was a nope. massive, widespread bit of, bit of mini Armageddon going on. Very there, upsetting. Like Very upsetting. Well, yeah, it's good. It was great. I love. I love end of the world films, which is why I gave Von Trier is his last chance with me tonight. Right. I went, go on then, Lars. I like I like I like where you're coming from. Yeah. Um 
day you cause me a lot of trouble with Antichrist, <laughs> but I'll give you I'll give you as long as there's no scissors coming out, snipping lady bits, I'll right, I'm happy but to we can cover all that. I'm just saying bit. that's where we go. Armageddon yeah. films and me love affair going on there. Even you know, day after tomorrow, ridiculous film. But it, I found it even that there was some entertainment in it for me. Very little. Um, no. Oh, did you oh. not like? Did you not like these the, well, the limo the wave. limo stunt stunt driving and the, uh, uh, oh and the planes yeah, in between yeah. the in between? No, the you're thinking of 2012. Sorry, yeah. 2012. It's all right. It's all right. Not day after two. Oh yeah, it's all both, right because it's Roland Emmerich. Up. Sorry, I get them both mixed up. Yeah, of course it's fine. I no, well, they're both Armageddon sort of films. Of course they are. Yeah. I mean, no, day after tomorrow. I didn't like. Uh, I'll tell you what I didn't like about it: the wolves. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have yeah. just took... Uh, they'd have had a lump hammer across the skull. The, the least of your problems. You're having that. You're on a boat, and there's this big thing that there's these two wolves and they're wandering around after getting you. Right, oh, you've dear. just survived all that. <laughs> and they're that. I'm telling you, if two wolves came in here now, um, yeah, I'll be rolling around the floor with them. They'll be getting bits of this mixing desk in the head and everything. Now they'd be dead. Sorry, RSPCA. The elves would be on them. If wolves, yeah. Those the, elves the prize would elves tear them apart. They'll, they wouldn't let him rip through. him inside out and exactly. wear the skin. That's what I mean. And you're telling me that all oh, them, they, that was a big threat. God, yeah. at that stage, you'd, there'd be nothing short of an army of polar bears that you'd need to be worried about. But yeah, well, the writers have said Anywho. that Angelina Jolie is not coming back. So Good. forget that. Like that. They're not going to do the to coin your word, yeah. the shitbag shuffle, yeah. and bring her back to life. Yeah. Do any of that nonsense. Yeah. Uh, but and also, they've said no loom of fate. So that's pretty cool, isn't it? Because oh, that was one of the most unpopular aspects of I that know, movie. I know, but I mean, come on. It, it, I, it's, it's a, I it's didn't actually mind it. It's yeah. a pretty far-fetched film. And, and it's original, isn't it? Does that really it? jump out that much so, out of that yeah, film? Yeah, no, but does people it? are so used to uh, uh, all their heroes Grim. doing all this magic crap with the guns and stuff. Yeah. You know, all this diving away from explosions. No one's ever going. My oh, God, missus that didn't like that. Never fight, and I was fine with it. I was all right. I just wanted one. That's all. I just want one. It was. It was original, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Was can, it? In the, can, was it? In explain the comic it book? to me again. What? 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 What was its actual? What was it? Um, how were they using it again? It, it printed out names, didn't it? Yeah, that's right. I've only seen it the once. Printed yeah. out names of people who are in. To yeah, the, yeah, and they were basing the they were basing what they were doing on who should be protected or who should be wiped yeah, out. But it the, turns what, out yeah. that they were wiping out good people. I think. Yeah, something like, some like that. Something like that. But didn't you like the bits in that film where they were they were he was uh, they were lining them up with a gun and then they they they'd shoot them from like ten miles away. Yeah, like bam, 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 and, and it made give you the offices, yeah, office and it gave and... you the impression that no matter where you were, if these guys wanted you and you were dead, you were dead. Yeah, you weren't going to escape that. I there like was that. some amazing action in that movie. I know. But a lot of comic book fans were upset because the original comic book yeah, is about supervillains, yeah. not not assassins, yeah. and they thought that that which is weird because at the time they were making Wanted, uh, a lot of comic book properties were getting hot and you'd think they'd go oh no we're all right with the supervillain plot because yes. that'll sell but they obviously at somebody went no that's not a bankable plot we'll rework the the story to be about uh, super assassins not yep. super villains and there you go but i went to see it and i was open-minded and i was Obviously, being a comic book fan, I'm like, oh, they've altered something else again and done that. I, I enjoyed it, and I would watch it again. Although, I must confess, I haven't watched it since I 
went to the cinema. I haven't either, mm. although I did really enjoy it. But you know what? Oh, that bit where short, he smacked the it? keyboard around his face. Uh, and lot. then the keys F U C K. Yeah. Oh, is that what y- it's spelled? Oh, yeah. Oh, like it flew throughout to the, into the screen. I like that. Yeah. The, should have been in 3D, that, shouldn't mm. it? Mm-hmm. No, it shouldn't. Forget so that's that. good. Forget then. I said that. That's a good thing, isn't right. it? Right. What else have we got? Chris Carter has announced his new show. Yeah. Well, he's not. He's being a bit cryptic about it. Do you know what I want him to do? Do you know what I want him to do? For those who don't know, he is the genius behind the X-Files who wrote the the whole of the mythology. Well, I've got speech marks around it. Right, well, no one saw that. No, well, you can't. You're on the radio. How can you see that? That's what I mean. That needed clearing up. Well, you need to be a a little bit, you know, savvy. That little pause of a millisecond there. Um, Sold it. It's clearly me doing the fingers thing. Right. Right, now... Thing is, what I want off him this time round, if he's going to do this and he's going to be planning on this series running for like six years or whatever, I know what you're going to say. Yep, I want him to write the plot yes. in an envelope yep. and post it to a lawyer, dated, and I want that lawyer, an independent person, to keep it in the safe. And then finally, when this series is over, I want to I want to see what he's written down. I, I want proof this time that this guy has written. What's going on? And, and he's, he's not, not making it up. Yeah, because it, it's, so it was a, a nine years of following something, and then at the end, he actually has the gall, the unmitigated gall, to go and say, "Oh well, I've got a bit lost. Didn't know how to finish it. Really? Yeah, I know. Oh, it's not it's, good it's enough, shocking. That. You're the showrunner. You're the creator. You know, he's not as professional as us. You know how we have this entire show mapped out from start to finish, and we stick to it rigidly, and we have a plan. We have it written out, and we finish bang on the nail, and and it's perfect. And he's just not up got to our level. We've six of our writers. Yeah, working on this. We have show. all behind the scenes writing the script. For yeah, him. Got a and he's scripts. just he ain't he ain't. He's nowhere near our level of perfection, is he? So it's, another, it's a supernatural cop show with a female female lead, and it's going to be called Unique. Oh, let me right. see now. If you've got a, a quite a tall guy, dark hair, and uh, and a short girl with, with uh, ginger hair in the lead, perhaps? Quite possibly. And, and perhaps they've got a boss who's, who's, who's got a bald head? Maybe. Who knows? Did you ever see his lone gunman, by the way? Yeah. What was that like? Well, it depends, I, I well, it depends what, what you expect. It's like anything, isn't it? That it's was like good. They, they didn't s- see Gunman, though. Right. Lone Gunman. Before it got canned. It, it was, they, they were the group of geeks that, that uh, Fox Mulder would go to in the X-Files if he needed to yeah, track some of them. They were conspiracy theorists, and they, did, they produced a fanzine called The Lone Gunman. Yeah. And and that was a cool little bit. And once every season, there'd be the lone gunman type episode where it'd be he'd go to them for some help, and it'd be a recurring characters. And and it's like everything they've got the formula. Star Trek and the Next Generation would have a very big um, Klingon type episode, a very Kling, a very um, uh, Ferengi type episode, and and Waxana Troy, played by Major Barrett, would be in as um, Deanna Troy's mother. Um, trying to find a husband. They, they, these would be fixtures that one, they'd be one of them episodes every year. Yeah. Every show has that type of thing. Like, uh, the West Wing had a big block of cheese day episode where you'd invite people at public in with cra- crazy ideas. And for one day they get the run of the White House and you have to listen to all the crazy ideas. Yeah. Um, and that, they'd be the, it's to please the fans. There'd be a special episode of of a recurring thing, and, and every year you'd have the lone gunman, yeah. And then it's they make the mistake of giving it its own show, 
and then you realise that perhaps it is just a it's it just doesn't stand up. Those characters don't owe themselves to a forty-minute show every well, single week. If you did it's a, a TV, when, what I've they, never understood: why, why don't they instead of going with a full series of this? Why don't they just do what they used to do back in the day, years ago, a TV special, yeah. where you'd have um, like comic books do it. You'll have a popular character or whatever in Superman or Batman or whatever who's just gaining popularity. Uh, like with Superman, you'd have that character Lobo, that international, that that intergalactic Lo- assassin, yeah, love him. And you'd just go, all right, well, Great. maybe he won't support a comic book for yeah. twelve issues yet. Let's do a giant size special, Lobo giant size special number one, yeah. and then next year do it again or or twice a year. Do that. They should do that with TV, and they should have had the Lone Gunman in their own little spin-off and just have well, one. Especially two now that you can release that on DVD and Blu-ray, but it's like, it's interesting. But I do Monday. I do find that the pro- the problem with them them characters is you haven't got a normal person like fox Mulder, like like um like scully there to be a grounding factor and they are it is just about these real weirdos that you can't relate to you're supposed to be Mulder in in that scenario with these crazy guys so you can see they're a bit mad but you see that they're of some use they're all very autistic almost yeah yeah, a bit Aspergery and a bit yeah, autistic, yeah. and can relate to that. And that's why, I, in my opinion, I thought it was okay, but it got cancelled, and it got cancelled for a reason. See, I've always been uh, annoyed that they don't exploit this that same model more often as well with the with the Buffy. Right, you can't Buffy and Angel. You can't get another series out of those things. But he's promised for so long that they're yeah. going to do in individual uh, director yeah. DVD movies. They needn't cost any more than the price of uh, mm. two episodes, yeah. Yeah. right? You've got an instant platform. Yeah. Nobody even needs to see it first to test yeah. whether it's any good or not. Every single person who, who is a genuine fan yeah. of those show shows will be down at Asda or HMV Problems. on the Monday yeah. and will snap that right up. The problems with these things are, in my opinion, are you the spin-off usually doesn't work it it usually just takes some viewers away or some other viewers away the, the hardcore will watch them all anyway um the the doesn't usually stand up as strong as the original and and occasionally you'll get the odd one that just inexplicably works brilliantly like it depends angel. on your your writers angel um, yeah, but this is the there other reason what I'm saying to Buffy you. writers under right. the supervision of Joss Whedon. Here's, here's a great example it, for you. They weren't farming it out to anybody else. I'll give you an X-Files example, yeah. And it isn't, um, and it isn't the lone gunman. Um, what's his face? Oh, is it, um, Morgan and Wong, yeah. Yeah. Left, left, they were the very, very, very important writers. The VR5. Um, no, they, they left, uh, they oh. left the X-Files to do space above and beyond and they created oh, a right. really really good program there but the the actual concepts of it didn't take off and it wasn't as popular sadly it was ahead of its time if you actually watch it Battlestar Galactica is a complete rip off of it the new version it's a complete rip off even okay. down to the fact that I can tell you who the characters are they basically watched that show and gone right we'll transpose that into Galactica and they did how long did Space um, Above and Beyond one last season, for? one season and then wow, they had to wrap didn't it up even, what I a shame I've heard um, the title that but... season that they were away doing that show yeah, yeah X-Files was garbage right. yeah and that's what I'm talking about when you actually spin off into other things um, and you take some of the talent away 
Um, that's uh, and I'll be honest with you. That's uh, if we. It's like us if we decided to do what happened back in the day with Starburst now and go right. We're doing a horror mag now to accompany us. There would have to be some of us go off to do that magazine, and I can tell you now that we would be weaker as as that. That makes sense. You got to keep your team together. Now, now, Joss Whedon was great because he had a very very big team that he could spread a bit thin, and it worked well. And you had Angel. You had there. That was amazing. It doesn't happen very often that. And the only reason that um, CSI has managed to do what it's doing is because it's a very, very strong, a very mainstream concept. Yeah, and the writing on it. There's a massive amount of writers that can deal with that sort of material because yeah, it's a, also, it's a though, procedural. You don't really thing. need. There's no character development. There, no, is there? there's no Surely. no complex. So you story don't need arts. to worry about that. You'll have you the odd to worry about. You'll arts. have the odd it's bit a procedural. About, it's... You'll have one or two bits that burn slowly over two right. or three years. Where will they? Won't they? Between a few people, well, basically, um, you can tune in whenever uh, you want. What dip in, dip was, out. Yeah, well, I don't he, watch shows like Grissom that. Grissom was going deaf and he needed an operation oh, right. and all that. Uh, to me, if you want my opinion on it, and we need to do my review of the CSI experience from Vegas one week. I don't yeah. think we're going to fit it in today. We won't, but we'll, we'll get it in. But it's coming. We've been promising it for four months and we will get round it's to coming. it. It's coming. And, uh, yeah, they, it, to me, he was a new version of Columbo. Yeah, mm. and and if you like that sort of stuff, it was very good. And in twenty years' time, you look at it. But I guarantee you, they will look at the period that he was in it, and it'll all be about Grissom. What a character! Right, and okay. that's what I mean. But that's what I mean. They're, these are rare. But generally, you know what? When you spin off, all you do is dilute the original show, rob that some of the talent that you needed to make that show good. And usually, both shows are gone within a very short period of time. Great idea that if anyone and if anyone knows any successful spin offs, email in studio at Manchester yeah. Radio. And don't and don't throw Mrs. Com. Columbo our way. Not Mrs. Because I'm not having it. But I'm sure I'm sure there is a few other than Angel. Which Angel is a, is probably my Bionic favourite woman. show of all time. Bionic Woman worked. Uh not obviously, obviously not not the original the original oh sorry not the not Michelle the Ryan one, one. no yeah. okay um, Scream 5 Wes Craven's busy promoting the D- uh, the Blu-ray release DVD Blu-ray uh, yeah. and he says that uh, Scream 5 will happen it will will it very likely I think he's uh, very likely um, being a bit over optimistic on that one you know I'm, I'm pretty sure you're right there to be honest with you I mean it underperformed um, massively uh, we were very lucky to get a Scream 4 anyway. Yeah. As in a Scream 4, an actual sequel to those movies instead of a reboot. Yeah. They've tried the sequel route. Nobody turned up. Okay. Or very few people turned up anyway. Right. They've made a profit, don't get me wrong. But if, I enjoyed that film. I lo- yeah, well, we talked about it on one of the very, very first shows, if not yeah. the first show. I'm not maybe. sure it was don't very know. early. I I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a good film. I, I loved great. I loved the ending of it. Although I do get, I'm I know That's I'm, my I'm only sticking pretty point. sure. I'm pretty sure that was going to go down a different yeah, route. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. He's also saying that you know mm. him and Kevin Williamson got uh, five and six all mapped out. Yeah. Okay. Does that still make sense now that Erin Kruger came in and obviously rewrote your ending that you originally had because it's so blatantly apparent that it's rewritten isn't it 
It's like the end All right, of Red look, State, look, everybody's, it? everybody's seen it or not seen it so far. I Bob. doubt it only hit Blu-ray on Monday, so no. Okay, no, fine. No, we can't. No, definitely not. Can't That's we spoil too, it? No, it's too, right, it's too fresh. But when they sure? see it, they'll know what we mean. You're, you're, you're certain it's going one way. Yeah. And then it goes another way, but not in a clever, twisty kind not of way. In a really clumsy kind of way. You go, oh, right, now I understand what Scream 5 can be. This is fascinating. This is really exciting. This has invigorated the franchise. And then, oh, no, what? we're back to square one. No, I'm just... No one now Scream. Lame. Yeah. Absolutely. Again, it, it took you two minutes to No, it didn't. That. No, it was pretty on the... That was just the right timing, that. Need to, need to count Wasn't it. it? No, need, oh, need to count what's that. What's up with you? What's Williamson's you? got a new show. Oh, actually. shut up. Yeah. Williamson's got a new show about uh, serial killers. As a, as a little aside, oh, dear, 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 yeah. dear. There's some. I, I just remembered something. There's a big. There's a big news item that I want to talk about. Go. It's a new. I think we need to go, go for a break. We go for a break and then we come back. And I, I want to talk about Jimmy Boy. Oh, Cameron again. Camo, Camo wanker. Uh, Sorry, he's, Cameron. He's, he's not content with his. Uh, Theme parks, is it? I'm plagued by him. Too. I've got, I've got, I've got one guy is destroying the film, uh, film grants. Yeah, his name's Cameron, and then we've got this other guy. He's, he's on, the, he's an egomaniac. He's gone man, mental, hasn't he? James Cameron and his theme parks, and now, now this. No, seriously. Oh, oh the theme parks wind me up. Anybody who's thinking of going there. I'm oh, will you go then? Will people. you go then? Where you paint you know your face as, blue as then? Much as and I, you as go much then. As much as I can't go stand on. Avatar, that would be probably pretty interesting, going there. Uh, oh, I'd rather go to Holy Land. Holy Land. Holy Land is the right-wing um, God Squad theme park that's all about Christ, and it's oh, in, yeah, and right. it's in the, it's in the that, Bible uh, Belt in America. And it's called Holy Land, and you go in, and it's all about Christ and all about Jesus. And you go around, and they have people being crucified on the hour. Yeah, you have people being cured. There'll be people sat um, begging that are all lepers and, and blind. Was and this stuff. on and a then, Louis Theroux once? I don't know if it was. I would love to see it if it did. But but yeah, um, Holy Land. You can even get your Holy Land mugs, t-shirts, all that stuff. Yeah, right. You think it's not serious when you see the website and you have a look at it and you can see clips of it on YouTube of people who've been and filmed it. And it seems to be people like us going, what the hell, we've got to see this. So we go and, um, and we go and, and uh, do we go and do it, you know. And, and then we just film it because it's like, what the hell, I can't believe it. You would not believe this place existed. But I'd rather go there than an Avatar theme park. Nah. Although I do accept that more people are accepting Avatar as a religion than well, Christianity. Look, you had those, you had those uh, How crazy irritating. stories, didn't you? Once Avatar hit of people um, slipping into very suicidal um, um, moods no! because yeah, no! people were getting depressed because they couldn't be in Pandora. It yeah. was so beautiful. Yeah. People are hanging themselves. Yeah, I'll help them. I'll I'll sort the rope out for and them. And now they'll yeah. get a chance. Yeah. What for me to hang them? I'd love no, to. No, I can't to do go that. to oh, Pandora. Right. I thought you were going to let me hang them. They're going to love Saying, it. If you want hanging, if you are into all that stuff and you want hanging, uh, please email in. I'm happy to do it on my way home. I'll drop by. I'll set a rigging up and I'll 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 have you swinging from the rafters. That's a weird thing to say. Not really. You don't know how. You know, my uncle died. Really. He he hung himself. 
Did so he? I don't really appreciate well, I didn't being that. trivial about that. Oh no, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't help him do it though. Though you know, you, if you've got anyone else who you, who you want, you know, I can do it. It would be a lot cleaner. It won't suffer. Anyway, we'll be back right after this break, and not a neck break.
to facebook.com slash Manchester Radio Online. Manchester Radio Online is brought to you by Amicus Computers. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Manchester Radio Online. Yeah, we've got, well, you know we've got to do competition after we have a bit of a chat about certain things. Are we doing that now? Um, No, we'll we'll have the competition results after we have a chat about our friend. Oh, Cameron and his uh, yeah. yeah, he announced Absolutely. this week that he's uh, he wants to certify 3D, doesn't yeah. he? 3D movies. That's right. He, yeah. wanna, he wants to put his personal stamp. Yeah. So when a patron goes to see a yeah 3D movie, mm. they'll go. Is it Cameron approved though? It is. It, the 3D must be good. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. wrong with that? Uh, yeah, on one level. What's wrong with that? On one level, people are kicking off on this. On one this. level, on one level, I'm fine with that. In that, yeah, there has to be some sort of thing in there at some stage because there, I have seen some shocking ones. Right, it's to get rid of the Clash of the Titans type situation where is that they... actually? I think that is, to, from my experience, that's the worst one I've ever seen. It's the one that's garnered the most complaints. Yeah, abs- yeah, uh, abs- definitely, because it was not ready for 3D. The release date was okay. I, I don't. Wasn't it's about. It's about. Either, was it? The release date was about. No, they did. They made it as a normal film. It was yeah, meant no. to come out as a normal movie. Yeah, yeah, regular movie. Yeah. The last minute they went. Man, this needs to be in three D. Everything else is in three D. Yeah, this three D, the kids love it. But yeah, it's out in May, mm. and this is it's it's February now. Yeah. Right. Let's best get to work. Yeah. You know, this this stuff takes a long, long time, the post-conversion stuff. I'm making those up, by the way. I just know it's a very, very short period of time that they cranked that app process out. Well, yeah. And it yeah. was uh, not well received at all. Even Worthy, Worthington, yeah, he's um, he, he said it was crap. He well, was it, it was his jaw that was square. Yeah, you said there was some really weird stuff going on. Out. Well, they did with the wrong shape. People's faces that were jutting out were were their jaws looked square. They they did it wrong. I don't know what they did because I don't understand the the mastering process. But they did some appallingly crap uh, things with people's faces and and jaws and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, so so uh, yeah, their, look, their actual features were like yeah in different depths yeah, of field. Right. right, it just wasn't right at all. Um, but but here's, here's my problem. Yeah, there's got to be a certification. But I know where he's got the idea of this from. And he's got the idea of this from THX. And for those, anybody who's listening who doesn't know what that, that is. That means thanks. Yeah. 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 
Is that right? Yeah, it yeah, does. It does in text lingo. Yeah, no, it, it's actually George so Lucas's do um, Dolby surround sense around certification. He basically says everyone listening knows that. Yeah, good. Everyone. I know. I'm just you know don't want to be you know I'm not want to patronise people by thinking they don't know that, but I don't want to assume. It's kind of patronising, right? Well, well, there you go. You can't win, can you? I'm trying to be helpful, anyway. All right, I'm sure What's you all know for? what it stands for. What does it stand for? I can't forgot. <laughs> be honest. Theatre, home, excellence. Don't think it stands for that. Anyway, not a bad guess. No, it's a bit rubbish to be honest because it can't be home because it, it was for the theatre. That's also true. So hence, it's more likely to be th and be the theatre something. Anyway, at the end of the day, it was he brought that in and he created the technology behind a lot of that stuff and the chips and the decoder chips and stuff to bring in a new type of surround sound uh, so that Star Wars and some of the films that he was working on would sound better in there. Like like everything, George Lucas was very simple. He was in into doing things the best he could and he would... He created Industrial Light and Magic to do special effects. He did that, and his view is quite simple. I want to be doing this stuff at the best possible standard, therefore I will create this stuff. Now, at the end of the day, he'd done a lot to further that. Now, in the case of the certification, um, he's got every right to have that certification because he created the technology around which that was based. Um, James Cameron, he's not created the technology he has worked with people that create it he has used different techniques using their stuff but he is standing on the shoulders of giants he is not he is not created 3d whereas george lucas did create this form that we take for granted of of the stereo sound that goes reverberates all around the theater with the subwoofer as another channel and all the rest so you're immersed in the sound with a high quality and also you can go into any home cinema shop and get a thx compatible decoder i've got one for the home cinema you plug it in they go the guy the guy it's his bag he did it so that code it's not so much a certification either it's just the name that he's ascribed that decoder and that equipment the technology the chip the whole lot now he's invented that um, James Cameron has cherry-picked what cameras he wants to use to make his films. He's used a lot of them, and he has some film techniques, yeah? Now, that's a hell of a lot different than developing 3D himself. If he had come up with the idea of 3D and developed the cameras to make the 3D, and then other people developed their crap versions of it, I could understand why he's getting on his high horse. But to me, the guy is a tosser, because he's coming along, and he's basically, his attitude is, oh, well, uh, 3D... Uh, it's all down to Avatar and all the rest of it. And, and if it wasn't for Avatar, it wouldn't be big. And he's seeing that he's not being put on his little pedestal enough, yeah? People are not, at this moment, going, oh, 3D, oh, James Cameron. And he wants to be 3D, James Cameron. He wants that connection. He wants to be historically important in cinema to the point where people, in a 100 years' time, refer to him as the creator of 3D or whatever. Well, he isn't. There you go. End of story. Sorry, king of the world guy. Get off your high horse. Yeah, well, this... this, this Get off your isn't... high horse. This... Didn't invent it. Okay. He didn't, though. No, no. I well, there you go. What do you want? Why, why should he invent that? He, he, that? That is no... Um, he's got no right to take ownership of 3D. 
we all these people that he's taking the piss out of now that are, are co- copying that. Yeah, of course they have. The studios have jumped on it because Avatar did a long way towards doing it. But I've got to say this. You still have Beowulf. Beowulf was a stunning 3D movie, yeah? Stunning 3D movie. In my opinion, far better 3D than with Avatar, but that's a contentious thing to say. But it is. It was a very effective 3D movie. Not everybody's favourite, and it wasn't a crowd pleaser. But there you go. 3D was going to happen, with or without him. With or without him. And, but and he's now been he... developing these these cameras for a long time. Yeah, standing on the shoulders of giants with the component parts manufactured but by other he, people. He was yeah. he was Whatever. at the forefront of bringing this technology back. Oh, brilliant! We've Give got him, to yeah. address well, this. Well, we've we've given with him that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I can I just say I don't mind that? But when it comes to addressing it, and he's Aliens done all this, yeah. And uh, yeah. what was the other one? He's had, a, he's had half a billion dollars of ticket sales Ghost for of, Avatar. I think Ghost that's quite a big, that's a big thank you, that. Right. Yeah, there you go. Okay. In my opinion, that's a big thank you. Um, yeah, half a billion at the box office. Yeah, it's a little narcissistic, mm. especially if he goes and whacks his bit. own name on it. That would be a uh, bad move. Right. There's, there's nothing that will indicate Kevin, here, here's some of that Kev- Lucas invented Kevin THX. Smith. Kevin Smith and podcasting, yeah? yeah. We're, we're, we're uh, podcasters now. This this is going out as a podcast. You are probably listening to this as a podcast, and you may not have caught it live. Through the lack um, of emails, I would say, I say that, um, that is a uh, pretty good assumption. Um, yeah, but we uh, at the end of the day, it's variable, in it? Some weeks you get tons, and some weeks you don't, and it's all, no, all, it's all down to going out live. But podcasters, uh, podcast is very, very popular with yeah. iTunes and all that, yeah. Um, very easy to take on board, but he knew that. Kevin Smith, and he 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 basically made his own network. He's he's basically very 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 into the development of this, yeah. And but he's not he's not out there saying, oh yeah, I want a certificate. I want to be the the authority. I don't want the Smodcast certificate um, bringing in where if a podcast isn't up to a certain standard. If he started coming out with that, you'd be like, what's what what's going on with him, wouldn't you? Yeah. And it's the same, it's pretty much the same thing. He's synonymous with it and he's done a lot for it. So, so is he. But the difference is, sorry, Cameron, you're not George Lucas. You didn't develop the technology. You have worked with people that have developed the technology. You have caused great strides forward in it. Brilliant. And we've recompensed you with loads of dosh by going seeing your shit film. Um, sorry. Not, I just don't like Avatar much. It's not that great. And, um, the, the 3D in it is all right. It's very good. I appreciate what he's done. It's great. I, I actually liked his uh, 3D movie where he went down to the Titanic. I like that better. So Ghosts of the Abyss. Yeah, I like that. That yeah. was good. But you get again, a chance to see that. But again, it, it, it's one of them. I mean, it's great. Very creepy because it's down there and you feel like you're down there. Very good use of 3D. So he helped develop the technology to get divers down there yeah, as well, didn't okay. he? Yeah, but he did yeah. help develop it. He's a smart it. guy. Big, That's big, what he was doing smart, while he wasn't guy, making yeah. movies between yeah, uh, Titanic yeah. and uh, But it's a big, it's a big, um, it's a big statement he's coming out with here. And how dare he start judging loads and loads of other people. At the end of the day... Well, he had a big problem with Piranha 3D, didn't he? Go on. What, what was well, that? Did you not read that? When it came out of you, oh, he despised the use of 3D in that movie. Despised. Yeah, but it's it, always been a gimmick. Said it set them back. 
But it's always been it's always been a gimmick when it first came out. It in is the a 50s. gimmick. Yeah, yeah, it's always been a gimmick. Like we went to see Final Destination and you we we laughed at, we laughed our heads off yeah. at some of the stuff with the eyeballs here and things sticking out of people. Are very yeah, comic, but it made you laugh. Yeah, it's a bit of fun. So in these a horror two film, you can go extreme. With it's those, horses for courses. Those things. It's horses for courses. You can't. You, you what you want to do? You you can you can't always have a three D version of some deep intellectual philosophical classic. Yeah. You know, I mean, what what's he want? So, so what, I mean, Jennifer what was Andre his... in yeah, 3D? Yeah, well, what yeah. what does he actually want when he's having a go at Piranha 3D? Um, I'm sorry, but 3D, there are many different uses for it, and my very course, valid use of 3D is horror films with gory bits flying out of the screen. Yeah. It was built with a lot of that in mind. If he wants to go back in time, you, you've got when the Renaissance in the 80s came around, the first stuff, off the starting block was Friday the 13th part 3D yeah right yeah, out exactly straight yeah. out of the starting blocks no, you know? not, I wasn't a particular fan of uh, Piranha 3D I think it was a massive missed opportunity yeah but he can piss off telling people yeah, that, a lot of people that that's really not valid and, yeah. and, and that you know it's setting what but setting what back yeah, it's not his industry especially considering he, he, yeah. he wrote and directed Piranha 2 Flying Killers yeah, well, that's obviously been deleted off the CV, that. He's very good at that, if you have a look at what he's like as a person. I like those um, old stories they, about that, actually, though, yeah. uh, about him breaking... He, he, was, he was fired off the movie, mm. I believe, after complete, after shooting it all, and he'd used to break into the studio at night and edit it because he didn't trust the, the, the other Weird hacks. Guy. Weird it. guy. Oh, you do the but, same. But, like, like yeah, yeah, let's go back in time. What about the guy, the first the first director that used um, an audio track? What about the first person who, who filmed it, filmed in colour, yeah? What about the first person who filmed in Panavision? What about the first person who filmed in Sensoran, the precursor to the modern sound system, where the first time they put a bass bin in the cinema to create, and they used it for Earthquake? That was developed for Earthquake. Now, that went a long way towards building blocks that George Lucas used, where you go, right, you've got a sound system, we've got bass vibrating through for the big explosions. Let's do that. Well, that guy, Sensoran, do created sense around i don't know i don't know either no. that's what i mean i'm sorry but this happens all the time you don't get the medal scene at the end of star wars every time you do something <laughs> good you get rewarded because your film takes shit loads of money yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that's the point and and this guy he he wants he wants yeah he, seriously this guy he is very narcissistic he's oh, i can't even say it properly my mouth's a bit dry narcissistic, narcissistic yeah. yeah and he's He's, uh, yeah, he, he, he wants you to appreciate his craft. And yeah. I do. He's made some of the best films I've ever seen. I loved Aliens. I love it. I still do. I mean, come on, isn't that enough? I love well, I love some of his films. That's got to be Aliens, enough, Terminator, that. Terminator 2. Brilliant. That's it. Awesome, yeah. But, you know, I like that. That is I did, it. I lo- no, The Abyss is all right. <sighs> the, the, the version, the, the full one. Snoozeville. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, True God. Lies. Yeah, well, after, the, after tonight, after tonight, Snoozeville, yeah. Anyway, we'll get after that. After the break, we're going to be going into our review. Titanic. And we've got our bone of contention. Our review will be of Melancholia. And then we are going to go on to the question of Lars von Trier. Is he a tosser? Yeah. And, um, and that's our, going to be our bone. But yeah, with this, I'm not going to go on too much. We need to go to a break. But you've got to see it from my point of view on that. He, the, the guy, for example, like I say, put sense around. That, that was created. Again, that's very similar. He decided, yeah, we can't get the effect of the earthquake in L.A. 
we can't do it properly. So we're going to insist that a lot of cinemas put the subwoofers in and they lent the subwoofers, massive subwoofers, to a lot of cinemas in America. And then you saw the big thing filmed in Censor Round. Yeah, and no, you had, yeah, that was created by George Censor, though. Yeah. So he's got his name right up there. Do you know, people can't see the sarcastic expression. Of course, we don't know who the guy is. Yeah, he's the, the George Censor. If it actually, it'd be dead very funny if someone emailed him now going, I'll have you <laughs> know right, I'm you still know. alive. Yeah. And George Censor. But, but yeah, Censor but, but, yeah, George Censor. Right, yeah, but you get it. You get it. What I'm yeah. saying is... I'm just trying to lighten yeah, the mood. Of course you are. A little bit. I get it. And he's... It's just that that was important. And every time you have an idea for a film... You do, you do this. Now, at the end of the day, he might be quite anal and be into propelling cinema, but there is one massive, massive thing with him, and he wanted to make a film that made a lot of money. Yeah. And, and he, he did. did. Twice. Yeah. All his other movies made loads of money, but he's done this same thing again. He, I can't believe history Wonderful. repeated itself with Avatar. Mm. He said it with, he was made, he said, I'm going to make a film about Titanic and it's going to be the most expensive movie ever made. And the mm. studios were going, what the hell is he doing? Yeah. Oh my God, what a joke. It came out and it was the best film ever. Well, it was the highest grossing I... movie ever made. He did Avatar and again, he put everything, he went all in. Yeah. Spent an absolute fortune, spent years making it, came you know out. Number one film of all time. Do you know time. what? Do you again. know what? He, he did it again. I can't seriously, believe it. Seriously, it annoys me as well. I, I'll tell you where I stand on it. I, I'm a guy who's, who's film collection. If you were, you were looking through my library, you, 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 you can't help but notice one thing. I like a lot of crap films that, that a lot of people don't like, and a lot of really cool don't films say and all crap that. Films. Well, well, they, that a lot of sniffy intellectuals like we were surrounded by tonight at the corner house in Manchester would turn the nose up and go, "God, this guy's got no taste." Screw at the him. end of the day, yeah. At the end of the day, I, uh, I, I'm into all this sort of stuff, outlandish stuff, and I mean, the yeah, killer clowns sure. from out of state space. I'm, I'm rather sure watch all our listeners are as well. But the point is, if you actually gave me a choice now between, yeah, you've got to watch Titanic or you've got to watch um, Avatar, I'd rather watch Titanic. Oh, uh, well, I disagree with you on well, that Well, I, I don't rate Titanic. I just don't think it's a great film. You it's mean Avatar? Not, uh, sorry. Oh, God, I'm getting mixed up now. That's I don't right. rate avatar at all yeah I no i don't, don't i don't it. i don't rate it and i think that as it, i think that uh, that titanic is a much better film than avatar and i think it's it's better made i think it's photography is better i think the way it's executed is better i think avatar without the 3d is not a film that i would be wanting to go back and see it time and time again i think the but the story bores me i think there's a lot of crap in that that thing i think people are full of it i think that the disney um creatures in there he's he's selling that old aesthetic where you can't feel any sympathy for anything unless it's got big Disney eyes and is sort of worth one in a weird kinky way and and like I say the fact that I know that there's prostitutes that go around dressed up with that makeup on oh, is, um, is quite disturbing. I've got a mate who's uh, he loves tails. His, his dream woman has a tail. What? Yeah I'm not going to out him What's his name? You don't have to out him just say who he is No no exactly I'm not, I'm not going to do that on live Why? radio well, you um, know, it's not wrong with that, is it? So, That's no, not outing no. him. It's just identifying no, him no, no. As, as a pervy that likes tails. No. What does he do with the tails? Quite, he'll be quite honest well, what about does he it? do with the tails? Well, he's, never, you... he's not encountered one. Right, I I'll tell get... you what. Right, there was, yeah. 
there was there was a there was a time when he thought he was growing a tail. He'd, yeah. he'd fantasized it about it too much. He thought he was growing a tail. There was an a, 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 what did they call it? Okay, an a, 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 a strigil. A, a what? A, a, st- a, a svigil? Oh, I don't know. It's at the bottom um, of the spine. Yeah, yeah there's we, a, there's we're a word. really off off uh, off plot now, aren't we? No, we're we? talking about those avatar creatures oh, with that- tails. Um, I yeah. forgot the names. I thought you meant the, the lump that was appearing. He he started to grow a tail. Did he? And he was in agony. No, he didn't, yeah. though, did he? Really? No, it turned out it was a horrific abscess that nearly killed him. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, there, there you go. Yeah. You see. Right, well, right. I wanna, I, we'll get back into more, more of this tale when, and, when oh, we get back. Tail. I think we'll have a break and then we'll go back. We'll quickly talk about this, then we get into our review, our big review. Because... We've 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 discovered a new genre tonight, haven't we? Yeah. A new movie genre, and we'll share it with you right after this. Oh my love, look and see the sun. This light is not for those men. 
Manchester Radio Online is brought to you by Amicus Computers. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Manchester Radio Online. And we are on our last segment and we are going to be now talking about... We're going to completely ignore Mr James Cameron now. We've dealt with him. He's done. He's done. Oh, is he done? I think he's done. And we are now going to talk about the movie we went to see tonight. Yay! Melancholia. Melancholia. We have discovered a new genre in cinema, Art Mageddon. Brilliant. I've got to applaud you for that. Art Mageddon. Yeah. 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 I was subjected to, what was it, two hours, 15 minutes of Art Mageddon? It seemed that long. long. It seemed it was very, more than two very hours. long. It was more than two hours long. Yeah. yeah it's it, it, um, time for that. Yeah. Well, we... So what was it all about? What was it all about? Well, background, Lars von Trier, a very controversial, uh, arty type of director, makes some good films, Dancer in the Dark, etc., made a TV series, The Kingdom. Steve uh, didn't like Dancer in the Dark, did he? Uh, no, not really. Or did he? Well, he said he cheered at the end when yeah. something happened. I don't know, I mean, it. I just don't think he liked Bjork, but, but right. at the end of the day, we, we spoke to Steve there about him, and yeah, I uh, he did... Antichrist and it had horrific scenes of mutilation yeah, for I no had real to skip reason. It, it was after not hearing all about it. It was from not you. very good. I no. took my wife to see it with me. I was absolutely horrified when uh, she uh, cut off her uh, lady bits with a pair of scissors, and it showed you. And it was a very anti-woman, a very anti-female vibe going on about a, a guy, and, and it. it had nice arty touches, but at the end of the day, yeah, Willem Dafoe with his knob out, getting it with a brick and him uh, masturbating um, and lots of blood coming out instead of semen. It's all very arty and and. But we're still and, not allowed to swear, right? Yeah. Right. Just so, cl- clearing that up. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not swearing. It's being no, clinical. I know. Yeah. And it's worse. It's pretty it's worse, yeah, in a way it is. Mm. Anyway, but that's that's kind of that. So, so then, so then I hear, I hear, oh, about well, a year ago, whatever. He's got a lot of people on board, a lot of lovey types that that are him and, and Kirsten Dunst and other people, and he's doing a sci-fi movie about the end of the world, about a planet called Melancholia that appears in the sky, and it's on a collision course for Earth, and um, it deals with the emotional responses and what goes on as a uh, curse to that. Now, there have been a few sci-fi films to deal with the apocalypse and the 50s movie, uh, When Worlds Collide, dealt with, uh, you know, a twin planet is going to come and uh, it's going to be the end of the world and they, they, you've got to escape Earth and that. This was him doing sci-fi. I, I thought he was an absolute art house sniffy type of director that I didn't really trust after after watching Antichrist, and I was a bit concerned about this film and whether it'd be any good or not. Um, well, he's always been anarchic, hasn't he? That's his, <clears throat> that is his MO. Anarchic. He's, his first I, film, The Idiots. Did you see that one? No, I've not seen it. I've missed well, you, that. You, I've you, not know, seen you know that. what it's about. That's, I'm aware that's of it, Controversial yeah. subject matter But, right but the thing is, he did, I mean, he was at Cannes uh, promoting this film, and he decides to tell all the press... That he's a Nazi. That's it's, what everybody will have heard when he was saying he. What was it? He, he's a Nazi, and he understood where they were coming from. Every single week, either you or me say something in the name of trying to amuse anyone listening, and we come out with some terrible, terrible stuff. That's all he did. He, he just he should have known better, but we should know better as well. 
yeah, I mean, you get in yeah, a but, lot but, of grief but, for a lot yeah, of I stuff. Yeah, I do. Then. I do. I yeah, but but it's, it's wherever you are. This, we we have a a sort of niche audience, and the people listening to this podcast and the people listening to what we say. If I'm on a big, st- if I'm on a big pedestal in front of uh, in front of uh, the press, yeah, uh, can you keep it zipped? I'd be more careful than here. Yeah. Of course I would. I know. Of course I would. Well, that's yeah. all he was doing. It was, it was a throwaway gag. It wasn't. He was trying to stir the room. Away, he's, he? he's a prankster. I'm not saying he's a, he's a, uh, he's particularly good at that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he got kicked out of Cannes, so that was a bad, bad move. But it, it, Well, well I, I, it's amusing if you see it on YouTube, because Kirsten Dunst, Jill... <laughs> Her face when he comes yeah. out with that. I mean, she just, I've never seen anything. You just you see, can see her incrementally aura. moving away from him. Oh, yeah, please. Separate lawyers, please. I mean, that was meant to be a, a nut- chair yeah. squeaking. Doesn't come across. Good special effect. Yeah. Man. Oh, but yeah, well, let's ignore that and let's just say I, I had a reason for being, <laughs> uh, uh, I love apocalypse movies. I love the uh, end of the world stuff. I love Bring sci fi. Yeah. Um, don't I can't wait for him, it. But, but, then again, maybe a, a more artistic stance on that type of thing might might be all right. So, yeah. where were you coming from when you were seeing it, when you were going to go and see it? I mean, I gave well, this I'm... an expected of of about five because I wanted it to be good, but I was wary. I thought he might get up his own ass, and it might yeah. be a little bit pretentious. I'd... I'd like to point out that when I was knocking Antichrist. Again, there were some other aspects of it that I wasn't you were all say about knocking one out to Antichrist. Then that would have been bad. Anybody that knocks one out while watching that film has got more problems than Lars von Trier, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. But the the fact is, it's about that fox, and you'll have heard about the scene. Yeah, There's an injured fox there, I, and then it turns around. I love the sound of it. Turns around for no reason whatsoever, other than being art house. Yeah, and it just goes chaos reigns. Yeah, this fox. Um, yeah, it was a bag of shit. I hate this term. What a loving rubbish. I, I, I despise this term, art house. Well, being that's banded what, about. That's what it is. Sorry, that was art wank. Yeah. yeah well, that's, that's what that's, that was. That's it wasn't fine, art house. It was. It was absolutely a a emperor's new suit of clothes jobber. You were supposed to sit there and go, oh genius, oh marvelous, and all that. Sorry, nah. it was a rubbish film. It was meant Antichrist to, it was, was a rubbish film. It was meant to film. piss you off. It just annoyed me. And it did. It, it pissed me off in that I'd spent money Montreal on it. Is it like was boring. It was, it, was, it was rubbish. And, and then everybody who was with me was like, oh, bloody hell, oh, depressing, boring, yeah, rubbish, shock value for the sake of it. So I was sceptical with this. So I gave it a five, and I'm hoping that I've come out of it with a seven or eight pleasantly surprised i'd say that it was a winning night yeah yeah right well i i went in i've not seen a von Troyer movie before shamefully i've Fine. Uh, always wanted to see well, you can't in the see dark. everything can you no but i've always purposely avoided the idiots no interest i remember that coming out when i was working in a video store no i just interest thought you were being metaphorical there you've avoided the what every single idiot no, I, that's good going no this this is about a group of uh adults who go away to uh, a vacation uh home and uh, pretend to be retarded for the week oh god yeah so brilliant so i've got i, I had this guy's number straight away uh right from his first film no interest whatsoever um, it, it had scenes of full penetration and etc uh, etc. Et um, nah, no, not bothered. 
Uh, Dancer in the Dark, I did like the the look of. Yeah, yeah, nev- yeah. Nev- I've never got around to it. Uh, well, it's all right. Nah. It's, it's it's a heartrending, difficult this, watch, but you know, there's not the a trailer. Bad film. The the trailer had it had, yeah, that mm. got me. Yeah, okay. I was really looking forward also, to this. Oh, say my, I was quite. Oh, this is interesting. Um, yeah, and for the most part, it did deliver. Yeah. So I went in with an expectation, okay. expected rating of uh, seven. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, the cinematography in the in the trailer looks stunning. I love the subject matter. Uh, I was a little wary, you know, where yeah. I wasn't. I've heard what he's capable of. Yeah. Uh, but there there was actually none of that. But yeah. I was constantly on edge because I didn't mm. know what any any of the characters would do at any given time. Yeah. Uh, I was shocked a few times. Mm. Uh, you know, there was some some things that the. the 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 protagonist did, the uh, Kirsten Dunst character reprehensible, yeah, and it comes quite late in the game as well. You have uh, well for well, me, you're, for you're me, waiting for something where she starts acting not horrendously, and it 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 gets actually worse right to the very end. Uh, you don't she, get that. She does suffer from obviously some mental illness, some manic f- depressive. From it, very, it is hinted yeah. that she's partially manic depressive and anybody who's lived with someone with that type of thing it's a very selfish illness in that they think that their world's so much more terrible than everybody else's and sometimes they can get dead swept up in it she plays someone with a very advanced form of this where she's literally horrible to everybody thinks everything's such a pain in the ass doesn't want to be interacting with people and "Ah, it's all well and good but you know what it ain't nice to spend two hours with someone like that well, much, of, much of the character. movie, the the first half of the movie, uh, we should have pointed out actually that the whole end of the world aspect is uh, very much background to some just intense um, family drama, upper middle class yeah. drama involving a wedding at a very posh so place. The, yeah, the, the first the half, of the first chapter is, is Kirsten Dunst, our, our protagonist, yep. so uh, uh, her wedding. Yep. to uh, Alexander Skarsgård from True Blood, you know, yep. Eric. He That's was right. he was very good. Yep, and I wish um, he'd have ripped her throat out. <laughs> but other than that, yeah. But I found her character quite fascinating to a point, and then you could no longer... You, you, what you've got here, though, is a, a protagonist who's... Uh, she's already given up from from the get-go. Yeah. So there's 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 nothing for her to strive for at all. Yeah. Uh, and then so that gets a little bit. Well, exhausting. Did you like the running gag with her sister? How every every about three or four times through the film she goes. Sometimes I hate you. Yeah. But it wasn't very funny though, was it? Well, I, I don't Quite get black it. comedy that, wasn't it? Oh no, I don't get it. Why? Why? I'm, I'm no, she just something. kept saying it whenever she'd do something really reprehensible. She'd just go, "Oh, there's times where I just absolutely hate you," and there was times where. You kept repeating that, so you're sort of going, oh, bloody hell, you know. Um, just an ongoing theme to it. Like you say, there was another theme that you picked up on where there's a, a bridge that's sort of got some weird yeah. mental effect where everything that goes wrong, uh, cars run out of batteries on it, horses don't horses want to cross it, doesn't explain what it. it is. But he's he's into all this sort of pseudo-pretentious nonsense. Yeah. And it is pseudo-pretension. Uh, like I say... It's a new category of film. This it is Art Mageddon. It's it's an unnecessary merging of two things that don't go very well. Well, um, but that in itself, you caught you having to coin that term, Art Mageddon. Yeah. Tell me another movie. Yeah. 
in that genre. Well, I can, I can, so I, could, means... I can take you to see a film tomorrow about people that that um, have have sex with um, big, giant bunny rabbits. Yeah, brilliant. But, but it's okay, not. What's yeah, it called? but I'm not. But I'm just saying that there are certain films that haven't been done because it's not necessary, and th- this film is not necessary. Uh, I my advice, I say, I'll just quickly do do what I think about it, because I'm not going to go into depth as much as you. Oh, um, no, I never really go into depth. Um, no, no, got... well, I like it. You can go into a bit, bit, little bit more, but I'm just telling you this. Um, it's boring. Criminal boring. The first ten minutes are wonderful. Some of the best cinema I've ever seen. The photography throughout, the cinematography is beautiful, and he's amazing. The sound, the soundtrack um, by, by using overuse of classical music to great effect, brilliant, absolutely wonderful. Um, great, yeah. It's It's got the the last five minutes, absolutely brilliant. So you've got the first ten minutes, last five minutes, music, atmosphere, um, occasionally gets the right pitch. It's really great. Overall, a boring movie. Um, the most important thing you need to do if you're going to go and see this film is two cans of Red Bull. One before you go in. Take one with you. Have the other one about halfway through. You might make it to the end of the film without nodding off. It's criminally boring. The biggest crime any film can ever make to me is boring. It might be pretentious. It might be deep. It might be whatever, but it's boring. It's piss boring. Um, two things. The most important... There are two things I really like about the film, yeah? Um, she gets her tits out. There you go. We saw a melon. That both of them, yeah. The melons, colia. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, both of them are, them are the two things that, uh, uh get it. So, uh, I'll just give you, I'm just gonna give you my actual. Now, I, I went in saying a bit five. I'll give it two out of ten. Um, one for each mammary. Right. Well. That's lowered the tone then, hasn't it? Sorry, um, that's it. What do you, that's how bad it is. How long I, have you spent I, wanting to see Kirsten Dunst's... Dunst's uh, I'll be honest with you, it's never chest. been an overriding thing. It's just that you went in a film where you've got to start um, without, no pun intended, cherry-picking bits. Um, you are quite limited, and that was possibly the only thing of, oh, right, I see. So, uh, yeah. I mean, as I say, I think he had a fantastic time making it. Managed to spend six weeks in a nice, ostentatious, amazing house that they hung around in for six weeks with all his lovey mates, and then he talks her into getting a kit off. Yeah, well, she, he hasn't yeah, been very successful trying to get her back for his next movie though, which is Nymphomania. Oh, tell which me is more. A porno. Tell me more. Uh, she's go. She says no. Oh no, I'm definitely. She had to make a statement. I'm definitely not in his next film. No, I'd love to work with him again at one point, but no, she, I will yeah, not but, be. I mean, in you got to, you got to admit. I mean, she didn't have to get her tits out for this uh, film. It wasn't necessary. Uh, it was more of him being. Yeah, you know, I, I quite fancy her. I've got her well, to do this film with me. Yeah, I'll talk her into doing it. Well, Maybe fine, she wasn't bothered. She's not for bothered, for some people, it is a, yeah, it's, it's a really big deal getting not, naked look, on film, and look, for others, yeah. it's not. So Greg Arakin. Uh, Greg Arakin. Yeah, well, th- Greg Arakin. I think there's a difference between. Uh, yeah, he's a homosexual pervert, and and he, as you've said, not just me, you've agreed with me on that, and um, and he is a heterosexual pervert. That's it. He, he, he it comes across as. Let's get naked for the sake of it There's in, the, in the name of art. Like yeah. um, he got Willem Dafoe to get his knob out and yeah. all that in the other film just for the sake of, of it being shocking and, and a little bit pervy. And, and, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's nowhere near as shocking as someone pulling off Willem Dafoe's 
member and a load of blood spurting out in the end. Oh, that's God. that's well, God. well, well. That's what I mean. What did, uh, you think? I want to see that. I yeah. don't want to see that. Willem Defoe, Willem Defoe uh, actually spent a lot of time doing the um, interview circuits, defending this as a highly artistic movie. So don't get, don't let's get sidetracked with any stuff you've heard about the dodgy stuff because yeah. because this film is actually very intellectual and it's it's cleverer than you think kind of his approach but at the end of the day he was interviewed and time and time again they're going well this is a bit uh, a bit out there for you isn't it you're in there and you've got your bits out and what's going on and yeah. it, you know and it's all right i mean it seems to me that well charlotte if, if, ginsburg if, came quite came right. back though she wasn't too bothered about anything of the content of antichrist oh. because she's in this and look, she did look, she gives a good performance look, as look. Uh, claire well in she won't well. get it. she really won't doing it other than lady bits in terms know. of nudity i i, I think it was 90 percent of the time in film it oh, is God. completely unnecessary uh oh, the, look, uh, look, look. What to clear something me. up there what? the gregor Rackey thing i did call him a perv yeah but I it's got you. absolutely yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. to look, do with him look. being a homosexual uh, end, or not. no of course it's not. i don't about, even know what it's sexual about preference the fact that, that, that there are you get the impression on certain films where they just it's obvious that they just in it was hardly gratuitous, and I don't think there's many yeah, people, young boys out there, uh, yeah. going to hear about, oh, Kirsten Dunst naked in this. Oh, I must, uh, no, I'm, no, I must no. go and get I, I just, They're too busy you looking could at hardcore porn not having on it. the internet. Anyway, they're it's not, not important to the film at all. And he could have either had that scene in or not, and that's it. I'm just saying that in his films... He, he does like to drop these bits and bobs in. No pun intended again. Everything sure, you say when you're talking about this comes across wrong. there was nothing offensive in this movie at all. No. That's not offensive. No, We've, it's just you know, the, same the same old shtick. The same old shtick. I thought it was a brave performance from um, uh, Kirsten Dunst. And I yeah, would have said was. that Absolutely. even without the nude scene. Yeah. I'd already clocked she was, she was amazing in of this movie. Of course she was, yeah. But, I mean, at the end of the day, she was amazing. Dunst's time to shine. In the... In the oh. Say so, so what? It was. <laughs> it's Dunst's time to shine. Fantastic. Yeah. But I've just got to say that that she does she does play a very unlikable character very well, and, and it's a shame. Did. You know, saying that Dunst, shame, Dunst has been amazing uh, since her debut in Interview with a Vampire. Anyway, so. she doesn't put a foot wrong, and I think yeah, she she's, seems she's like fabulous. quite a nice person. And you know what? I'm very much into nah, that. She's, she's a big she's part awful. of why I like the Spider-Man movies. Uh, she was good in those, but the the movies you know. just sucked anyway. So oh, uh, I didn't yeah. believe that. I thought I liked them. I liked the second one a lot. And there was loads in, in, in your little like that, but in your little rundown there, there there was loads of stuff that is like I agree on as well. Um, yeah. The uh, the 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 end the end imagery there was what that's a powerful powerful last shot. Good that. use of a cinema subwoofer. Wow. Thank you, Mister Lucas, for developing uh, all this. But oh yeah, yeah. Going back to that uh, THX. Yeah. The thing is that, that with the uh, opening scenes, the opening ten minutes yeah. was uh, the the cinematography. Cinematography throughout yeah. is wonderful, but he does try some very genuine. I, I've I've never seen anything quite like what he attempts in those first ten minutes. I know. Um, That's what but I said. Stunning. When you, without giving any, any spoilers, you'll see later on that those ten minutes. Uh, what you what the content of those scenes doesn't really play out like that. Yeah, I may have uh, spoiled mm. a little bit there. Yeah, when you go and see it. Yeah, so it it renders those opening scenes uh, to be like just just like an arty trailer. Well, I'll tell you what for the for the, the movie. Spon- you know, like they do in spongy golf course. 
There we That's go. That's all I'm going to say. That's spongy golf spongy course. Golf course. Have a look at a spongy golf course. The slowest. And I am you've not talking seen. about her memories either. It's a genuinely spongy golf course. Yeah. And you'll you'll be curious as I was at the time. So um, it, it turns it into one of these arty promos they yeah. do for uh, you know Channel Four shows like Skins. Yeah. Uh, where they're all. Um, all in slow motion doing all this and it's uh, yeah. like the show does not look like that uh, the movie mm. and the story of melancholia well does not look like that we are, but the yeah. you, do you know what i mean i do yeah yeah do. it looks I spectacular but, but that's not the story it's like a music video i know i know but you don't know that while you're watching it only on retrospect yeah. well we're gonna have to you start giving going, a final just, just tell me sure no no we're gonna have to give a final mark but we just got a quick email from smoke and mirrors oh, he right. says <laughs> i've always Time always i know right. always considered lars von Trier as art outhouse that's, that's good that's that's that I, is brilliant. I think i'm gonna agree with that so that's another good a good term but yeah we need to do quickly uh we need to get wrap this because we need to go on to our bone of contention but i think we've done we've done a good review it's a very honest review it's i mean right. i i'm giving it i'm giving it two out of ten wow. one for each mammary right uh expected uh two six add you know what hmm? six I'm shocked. I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray. It must have obviously. I'm, I'm going to get it. I, I, you must have seen a slightly different film than I. No, I, I, I will own that. Really? Yeah, yeah, I do actually want to see it again. Yeah, I've I've got. And not just for Dunst do. before we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah it'll be, there'll be a certain bit that he's he's watching. No, um, I'm only kidding. You're not like that. <laughs> but you do realise what <laughs> what where we're at now. It's bone. Oh, oh God! These guys. Flipping out. We We've are got to give long. the comp, comp winners out now for the Grim Up North. Right, right. Make it quick, guys. Right. Thanks. Yep. Okay. So, so the winner of the pass to Grim Up North is the two. Well, the two winners with a pass each. Pass each. Uh, go on. Yep. We've got Joe Nuttall. Well done. Uh, and we have Lynn Roberts. And yep. the runners-up winner for Grim Up North. So what do they ticket, get? They, they get the full, full pass. pass, full weekend. There's one all each. All sorted. Yep. Yep. This is the for the opening night. And don't forget what Steve said. You yep. can, you, you'll can you go there with your full pass. Yep. You'll get 18 That's tickets right. to all the movies. Okay. Do what those... Okay. Yeah, and we've got uh, we've got the runners-up. Melanie Goss and uh, Paul Animal. Right, and you've got tickets to the gala opening night extravaganza. Right, right, so let me get this straight. Right. You've been rushing me now. Yeah, for but it's all right. 15 minutes. The bone of contention now. We, we've got to... I've got, I've got to correct this. Go on then, correct it. Yeah, the winner, right? Yeah. It's not Paul Animal. Go on, what it's is it? The light's low here. He's written Paul Part Animal, Yeah. then retired. Don't know what that means. His okay. name is Matt Edgerton. Okay, Don't. Matt Edgerton it is yeah. for the runner-up. Paul Animal, but you'll I'm all sorry. Be, you'll all be emailed and all that. Yep. The question is, is Lars von Trier a bit of a twat? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. That's that, and we are going to be very much with you next week in spirit if not in person because we will be at Grimfest yeah now um, 
we will be giving you a great show. Where yeah. It's going to be about Johnny English. Oh, good God. So you've got your wish there for some quality entertainment. Then. I forgot to say before as well, my Go uncle on. did not die um, uh, by hanging himself. Okay. Yeah, he shot himself. That's right. And I wasn't involved in that either. Although, mm. I may be. I don't know. I can't let on. <gasps> um, anyway, I've been Mike. He's been Chris. And we will see you, well, next week.
Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Sunday, 9pm until midnight. Exclusive to Manchester Radio Online. All the latest movie, TV and entertainment news and reviews. All completely free. Check us out on starburstmagazine.com.